You're listening to Find the Good News, Episode 42, The Norns, featuring Rex Alexander. This episode of Find the Good News is sponsored by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. Check out our work at parkerbrandup.com. Well, it's Unwind Wednesday again, and that means I've got good news, so you don't have to find it. Today's episode features Rex Alexander. Rex was in high demand by local listeners, so I'm really grateful that he took time off work and from slinging clay to share his good news with us. I think you're really going to enjoy our talk. Next week, I've got another special edition episode. This will be my first Find the Good News road trip episode. I had the opportunity to visit with Chris Bro, the man behind Monumental Life. We visited at an Orange Grove Cemetery in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and afterwards Chris allowed me to help him in his process of bringing tombstones and markers back to life. There will be some video and photo components to this episode, a little video journal of the day we spent at Orange Grove. So not only will you get to hear Chris's good news, but you'll get to see it as well. I hope you're enjoying Find the Good News. If listener numbers are any indication, it seems that you are. You can help me spread the good news by liking an episode, sharing one of your favorites, or leaving a review. Believe it or not, those things aren't just a little ego boost. They actually help a young podcast like this one get out in front of other listeners. For those of you that are already doing that, I really do thank you for your support. I'd love to hear from you to have you be a part of the show. So don't forget that I've created a listener hotline just for you. That number is 802-459-1668. Again, the number is 802-459-1668. You can call and leave me a question, thought, concern, or really anything that you feel is relevant to the show. I'm happy to play and discuss those calls with the good newsies on Find the Good News. If you don't know it already, you can follow Find the Good News on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I post regular updates and links to episodes, and with the new road trip format, those are going to be the places I'll be sharing the video and photo components. If you're looking for another level of engagement with the show, those are the places for it. You can find all of those links on my website at findthegood.news. I'd say that's plenty of announcements for this week, so I'm going to get on to what you came here for. Plug in, sync up. Set the volume just right, and let's press play on a little good news. There's nothing better than a good origin story, especially the ones where the little details and chance encounters could have made everything turn out different. What if the main character had arrived a little earlier or a little later in their tale? What if they had gone left instead of right? When local potter Rex Alexander came by to visit Find the Good News, those were the types of legendary details that stood out to me. It seems to me that Rex has always had a desire to create, a part of himself that was looking for its place in the sun. Rex's story is of a chance encounter, smoke, fire, a path, when on the right day at the right time and with the right people, the course of Rex Alexander's life changed. I personally love Rex's pottery, especially his mugs, and if you own one, then you'll know what I mean when I say they looked like they crawled right out of the earth and into your hand. When I drink from his mugs, it changes the drink, not in any physical way that's discernible. His containers change your mind if you allow them to, because they are imbued with the ethereal energy of his story, containing his passion for sharing what he knows and the joy he finds in experimenting with the medium he was called to use. 
These vessels were made by his hands with love. I find I get a lot out of discovering people's hinge moments, the things that happen in their life that places them on a new trajectory, creating a new timeline. I can't say that I didn't wonder what would have happened had Rex Alexander walked past his destiny just a few minutes earlier, a few minutes later, or if he decided to take another route on the day that the hinges pivoted, the day his door opened. Perhaps there's an alternate reality out there where Rex Alexander isn't throwing, turning, and shaping clay into the great works we know him by. If so, I'd say I'm glad I live in this one where I get to share his good news just as it's been formed. Wake up, it's morning. You're dreaming up a story I can hear. The way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep. On the path to your deliverance and a holy wall of light. Pouring through your window. Old news, bad news, fake news. Sometimes you just want to shut it all down and get no news at all. With Find the Good News, I aim to change that by focusing on good people doing good work. I visit with artists, educators, civic and spiritual leaders, musicians, business owners, students, volunteers, and everyday citizens who are using their creativity, resources, and talents to bring hope and happiness to their corner of the world. In each episode, I dig into the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have street-level conversations about relatable things going on in their lives, discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that are anchoring them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of news in the world. My name is Orrin Parker, and I'm going to find the good. And I love you just. to actually have you on here all right let's go slow let's yeah. do it yeah well um so you said you listened to the show yeah who who have you listened it, that to? was lid oh lid yeah. yeah yeah i had to yeah yeah i enjoyed her she's actually coming back yeah i can imagine yeah she's gonna we're, we did the we're doing these mixtape shows where um people who have been on the show are going to come back and have like little round table conversations and so she agreed to come back and do one so i think it'll be fun yeah yeah, we did one, I guess I, I cut the episode about a month ago. It just launched last week, and uh, I got a lot of good responses off of that. So I think people are enjoying the one-on-one, but just seeing all the different dynamics, you know. And on one of these days, I'm about to get out there and just when you're actually making pottery. So anyway, uh, when I ask people, you know, who do y'all want to see on the show, and uh, names start coming in, I've had at least a half a dozen yeah. different people send me your name i'll be them. yeah that's way cool yeah so that you know they like your pottery but i guess they like you too well that's yeah i always say pun is uh i'm a legend in my own mind is whatever <laughs> right. I, but then they'll say no you're everybody's mind i go well well you're mine first your work is really different man i mean honestly i think it's uh you can pick it out of the crowd that's yeah, for sure always every time i want to jump back because <laughs> When I uh, moved away back in 99 or 98, I was gone for around five years, and then I moved back. And then I guess I started seeing your pottery, and I didn't really put two and two together with who you were. I just saw the work. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it was really around when social media started kicking off. I started 
seeing your picture associated with the work and i went oh i know him mm-hmm. or i don't know him know him yeah, but right. i remember you going into dad's video right store on. yes and i had no idea that you were yeah. i didn't know if, were you into pottery back then not until 96 96 okay yeah that's when i started so what was the initial initial like spark with that for you was it something you were always interested in or was it just like one day I, actually i was i'd done some picked up some clay and my mom did painting of pots you know oh really kind that you just go but that was one a long time ago but in 96 i was going to mcneese i was working on a geology degree and i was walking over there behind the uh, art area and and there was some smoke burning the sleeves so i just go check it out these three little old ladies they were a bit raccoon firing or i don't know just pit firing but using leaves as the fire source pit firing pit p-i-t kind of okay. like like cavemen you really so yeah real kind of kind of primitive very primitive method. really and they just kind of like pulled me into their little covey yeah and they just like were so sweet and uh two of them are deceased they were old they were older already yeah then that was in 96 so do the math yeah so and they were old then uh, I'm saying no because now that I'm about 60. Right, back then, <laughs> I right, say, I get yeah. you. I do they that. were most probably 60 <laughs> at the time. But, uh, and then that was that was December of, of 95, January 96. I took my first class. And, wow, and, and it was all from that? Yeah, I wouldn't have done it otherwise. They gave me a piece of clay. I took it home and I made a little something. something. Brother, that is a legendary it's, story. It's pretty good. I mean, you told yeah. that in less than 60 seconds, but it's like, <laughs> I, I love stuff like that where you go, well, it's just a chance circumstance. You could have been walking by there ten, uh, an hour earlier, mm-hmm. an hour later. Yep. It changed the whole course of your life. Oh, yep. How wild is that? And then, yeah. then the the idea of this, I don't even know what that looks like, a mm-hmm. primitive pit firing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just sounds yeah. like a... Um, like you walked into a enchanted forest and there's a bunch of wizards, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, there was a closed gate. You know, you open the gate and there's all this weird stuff. You know, weird to me. Yeah. Now it's what I have at my house, as in is that kiln you... shelves and bricks. Oh yeah. In, okay. in kilns, you know. But not doing it, it just looked like ooh. And so, did you continue with the ge- geology degree? Did no. You? So I, you shifted I, actually. I took all but just two classes. Really? Yeah. So Those you really shifted gears big time. Yeah. Well, not really. I, I actually kept doing both. Really? Yeah, because I was a student working. You know, I had a full-time job. Okay. And I was taking two and three hours. Uh, not hours, but classes. Yeah. So interesting man yeah it was, it was it was great so you so you take the class and then or, and then you you get you go through all of that i mean yeah. during school was did you just like have the bug though i mean at that point oh, where you're like yeah, was it, was it everything I, I was eat up with it uh it was a time in my life where i needed to go hide somewhere yeah and i, I literally did i mean I, I would be up there around the clock a friend of mine once told me she goes all I see you do is walk around talking and drinking coffee. How can you make so much pots? Yeah. I go, once the building gets quiet, Yeah. then I turn it on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then well, I so you, make, you, know? you get into a space then. Yeah, right? you know. Yeah. 
So was it like a private? Yeah, private was like meditative, almost mm-hmm. like therapeutic or oh, something. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine. I know the things that I've done in my life where I work with my hands. It takes you out of your mind almost to some degree. Or yeah. or maybe that's the wrong thing to say. Maybe it puts, puts you in your more. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. To be uh, engaging with something like mm-hmm. that. That's pretty wild, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to have. I wish I could like rewind and, and actually see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, where do you go from there? I mean, so you... You get the bug, you just get in there and you're doing and, that. Late and I'm just taking all these art, just mostly ceramics. And then they, they, they notice me there, the art department, and they go, okay, you need to go ahead and take this class too. We'll uh, help you do that. Oh, really? So I took a drawing class. Yeah. Ended up taking everything, drawing classes and painting classes. and Got well-rounded. Totally loved. If I'd have walked in the first day saying, look, which one do you pick? I, I took painting. I really? loved it. Loved it. For one semester, like in my senior year, they forced me not to take any pottery classes because I was I had to take something else, another major. Yeah. And I took a painting class. And all the other students hated me. Really? Because I used that same energy of uh. making all that pots. I would come every week. I would come to the to the showing or whatever it's called uh like the opening or the well uh every monday we'd get a new assignment we'd get a new assignment on monday to paint this okay let's yeah. just say a, a bowl i would paint two uh okay yeah yeah if she wanted two i'd make four uh-huh yeah and and most people would come to class with the half painted one because they weren't just, it sounds like passion it was just i was deep in it and I would, they wouldn't let me go over there yeah so i'll show you right but right. actually i showed me yeah i loved it i mean i painted and i i had so much fun actually i painted several like out of the history books and i actually tried to paint them to size as in i'd, I'd take the measurements and found out what they were and then i would I would, I would paint it. I have it looks like. Oh, you were trying what? to like do, you were tr- focusing on like the. Master study. Yeah, master study. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I got them hanging in my house and they're like, I love it. And nobody, really? they, people, most people don't know it. They might have seen it once in the history book, but they forgot. Yeah. So that's interesting. So it sounds to me, I mean, I'm just listening to this going, so how does this happen? I love stories like this where. I love stories about change. Like, that fascinates me. I mean, anytime someone makes a big move and it happens suddenly, especially when it's like a a giant course, not maybe correction, or maybe it is a correction, I don't know, but I call it a hinge. Mm -hmm. So something happens where you like go, Mm -hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden everything shifts. It sounds like what you're describing is that. Yeah. Yeah, they forced me not to be a potter for a semester. Oh, really? And, okay, so you know, so I had to paint. Well, how did it feel after that semester was over? Were you like hungry to go do? Oh that? Lord, yeah. I and at that know. point, did you not have like your own equipment at home and stuff like that? I, I never had no equipment at home ever. Till, oh really? Until I graduated. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't need to. So you would I go home, and your mind's like thinking, "Man, I, I could do this." And I yeah, could well, do. technically at home, I was painting. 
I was oh. painting at home a lot. Really? That that I was doing. So that you could do. Because I had all that. that stuff. I could easily bring paints. Okay. So that sort of satiated that yeah. desire. And then once, uh, like for senior show, I ended up having a, a full-fledged art opening at, uh, at Central School. Okay. With paintings and pottery for my senior show. Yeah. But, you know, it's typically everybody's show, you know, everybody that's graduating. But I had my own, okay. two going on downtown. So yeah. I was over at McNeese for a while, and then I went downtown to the Central School. So it was like killer bad, you know? Yeah. And then uh, uh, about a year later, I had a big show in Beaumont at the, uh, at the art studio. Yeah. And... Uh, I had paintings and big pots that I made. I made a bunch. I was just still crazy deep. Yeah. Oh, it seems so fast, too, to me. I mean, of course, hearing the story, it's obviously It was six years from that 96. I graduated in 2002, 2004. I had that art opening in Beaumont, and it was just like, whew. And, you know, and then, and now... I mean, back then during that time period, I mean, you know, you're probably, and I'm guessing, I don't know, I know how communities are. When you're in your school community, you're kind of connected to your instructors and yeah. then the people inside of that sort of mm-hmm. ecosystem there. Mm-hmm. But uh, how long outside of the blast zone of that was it before your name was sort of on people's lips and they say, Rex Alexander, oh, I know who that is, I know his work. Yeah. I mean, what point does that start happening for you? I, I don't know. I can't. It just started, I just started hearing it, like yeah. you're saying, you know, and people go, oh my God. And then even now, this this person said, oh my God, that's Rex Alexander. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm going, oh my God, this is so fun. Is that the strangest yeah, thing? Yeah, so wild. Okay, cool. But yeah. And now, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, to me, you say your name, everybody, that's just the way I perceive it. They yeah, know and, you. And most of them have never met me. They've seen my pots or a friend of them. You'd seen, you know, got a pot and they go, oh, I so want that. Yeah. You know, that I love it. Well, man, I mean, that's how I felt the first time. Uh, we have a couple of your pieces outside of the ones that you did for Parker Brand. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember the first time I saw somebody drinking out of one, I think I was actually at Stellar Bean. Yeah. That seems to be a big supporter it's, of yeah, your work. Uh, huh? That's 100%. Yeah. Where they where I sell it. Really? Mostly. Is that your main avenue? That is, like that is my main, unless you come to my house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or... or one of these downtown events that we do sometimes. Yeah. Well, I saw somebody drinking out of one one day, and I was like, I didn't have that cup. I had mm-hmm. some other cup, and I was like, man, what is that? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, before they clean the table, I think it, you know they, they must have at some point served in your cups, or maybe they still do. Oh, they still do. Oh, okay. oh they use them for service. For service. Okay. Mugs, bowls, plates. Oh, okay. So it's not just the mugs. Yeah. Well, I remember looking at that stamp and I was like, okay, whoever made this, Mm -hmm. I I want one of these. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I really, again, I didn't Mm -hmm. know that was you at that point, but I was, again, you know, as as things sort of saturate. Yeah. It was, was, that's a fun story too in itself, the T-Rex. Yeah. So what's up with that? Well, my first day in my uh, art ceramics classes, Cajun lady kept calling me T. Ah. Little T Rex, T Rex, and I'm in geology still, mm-hmm. you know, studying about T Rexes, you know, and time and geology. Yeah. And it just kind of, I thought, and I'll use the RX like the 
the old drug like symbol. pharmacies yeah, yeah. Pharm- that's how the rx is on it okay so then i made a stamp out of some clay fired it made two of them yeah and uh i still use it it's been them it's the same one same one. Oh, All that's awesome yeah yeah maker's mark man. yeah 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 i mean that's i love that kind of stuff when i do find a piece somewhere if you're at an antique store and you can tell it was thrown by mm-hmm. hand, you know, or somebody made it, not just at a factory somewhere. Yeah. I always look for that to see who, you know, I may not know what it means, yeah. but it's just, it just gives you that more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like, uh, your work and, and reminds me, it fits into this category in my mind of other things that I really appreciate. And that's like metal work or leather work yeah. or woodwork yeah. where you'll see the mark yeah. of the maker yeah. on there. You know, it's nice to have pieces mm-hmm. like that that don't come off of an assembly line. Yeah. Well, before I ever did pottery, I was I tried to do blacksmithing. Really? Gathered up all the stuff. And it's fire. Yeah, and, and right. Just, but you had to... I was never taught by nobody. I just, just built built mm. the uh, forge and everything. And that fire was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was so... <laughs> I mean, it was like, golly, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. And I banged on some iron, and I got some pieces at the house that I made. It just wasn't all that. Really? It was different. And you hadn't done pottery before that? Oh, no, yeah. Okay. So that was... So you already kind of... That's interesting, so... Well, I was not maybe searching for something. Yeah, you were searching for something. But, yeah, I was... Yeah, I knew I was good with my hands. Yeah, with doing things like that. So, so after you make this, I'm gonna call it a discovery. Maybe yeah. that's the wrong, or you have this this big change, and I'm asking you to go back in time, obviously. Mm. Yeah, but do you ever look back now, though? Now that this is a solid part of your life, and you're like, oh, I, this this fits. This is who mm-hmm. I am. Now, do you go back prior to that moment where you met those three? The three Narns, you know, around the cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> Before you met them, yeah. you look back now at like your whole life and kind of go, "Okay, I can kind of see other things throughout my life that maybe winked at this might be coming down my path." Yo, well, yeah. One time, Daddy bought some sand and some some clay was in it. There's always clay and sand. Yeah, you know, where they dig it, and I made some pipes because i'd seen like in the uh, indian mounds oh, okay. uh, like the louisiana mounds yeah. whatever they had pipes and they had little figurines so i was a kid 12 15 you know yeah so yeah so you did have some things mm-hmm. like that where that was is already kind of i always i love stuff like that because i, I tend to think of uh, I was listening to a guy speak the other day, and he was talking about that. I said, everything's kind of making you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and his example he used was that if, if somebody right now, if somebody said, um, I want you to pick up this 400-pound object or 300-pound object, what well, the capacity you have right now, you can't go pick that up. If they yeah. put it on you, it's going to break you. Yeah. He said, but over time, if you do the things, you will eventually be able to do it. Yeah. And he said, and that's kind of what life is ultimately doing to mm-hmm. you is it's making you better for a purpose. Yeah. You know, giving you all the tools to, to kind of fulfill this role that's yours. Yeah. You know? And I thought that was kind of an interesting way to look at it. And I thought of it more like a, um, almost like an old, uh, like a seed or something that's underneath the ground where, uh, you you put it in the ground and you go okay well i don't see anything coming up and then all of a sudden you know Mm -hmm. this time passes and you're going Mm -hmm. where'd all this come from you Mm -hmm. know it's just germinating yeah 
I watched a video. I still love art of all the kinds. And I was watching this uh, blacksmith uh, working big old, like, four by four solid pieces of iron. And he was talking about it, that when it's hot like that, his machines could work it just like clay. Oh, wow. So then that was kind of like reverse of me you yeah know? yeah it's the opposite it is Things you know, it's really hard and making you know what i mean yeah and then and then when it dries you know because he was just had that machine and he would just push it in and then squish it down and then slide over make a different design yeah and these big old huge you know it's like making it was just awesome and then and, and it still applies to me like this even though you know i have a little ball mm-hmm. and make it in it's soft then i cook it yeah so, I mean, I, I just felt something there. I can see that, man. I mean, look, I, not to get too far out there, but I mean, I'll go as far as anybody's willing to go. But I mean, I, I think there's a lot of metaphors in, in shaping of clay and yeah. shaping of an object. I mean, in, in making something and bringing something, taking this raw good, this base material, and then out of that base so many varieties of things can be formed i mean it can be art each piece could be art mm. but they also have a purpose and a use mm-hmm. you know that's that's, that's uh, yeah uh, that's kind of why i stick to that yeah I'm, I'm all my work is functional but it's still you can hang it on the wall too like my bowls i make the lip on the foot to where you can tie a rope well i use wire rope and I, I got them. I'm hanging them on the wall. Yeah. We need one. Take it down. And use it. Put it back up. Yeah. And that's something. And it's art. You ever think about that? Like that maybe um, we we maybe are missing something sometimes if it's just to be looked at and not to be yeah. interacted with. I've I've actually told people if you're not going to use it, give it back. Ah, oh, yeah. As in, it's something to be used. They go, oh, I got your your mug. It's sitting on the shelf. Well, we don't use it. I go, wait. Uh uh-uh. uh, I want it back. If you're not gonna use it, right? It's that's it's made to be used. And I'm happy. I know it. If you're like me, then you've got a long wish list of things you need to do around your house, things you just can't get to. It's not that I don't want to do them, but between my responsibilities at work, producing this show, and squeezing in some valuable mental downtime, I can't seem to get around to fixing the small stuff, and the big stuff is just waiting in line. To be honest, it kind of stresses me out. Maybe you're stressing out too. Well, stress no more because I've got good news. My friend, Ben Von Duke, has started a handyman service and he takes the mystery out of getting these things done. Ben Von Duke is not just some guy that calls himself handy. He knows what he's doing and he knows a whole lot. Not only is he an experienced and professional carpenter, but he's kind of a duke of all trades. What I love is that he's created an a la carte price list of services so you don't have to worry about getting in your pockets too deep before you're ready. He'll fix your running toilet, install appliances, replace fixtures, install ceiling fans, repair sheetrock and concrete, and a whole lot more than that. Look, I'm not too proud to say this, but sometimes it takes me three times as long to fix something because I've got to get online and search videos just to figure out what tools I need. Then I have to go buy the tools that I don't have and then kind of sort of come home and do the job. I don't have to do that anymore because Ben Von Duke will do it and do it better. On top of all that, he's just a good person, someone you can trust. He's honest, he's kind, 
And those are things that I value highly, and I bet you do too. You can get a hold of Ben Von Duke, the Duke of all trades, the good old fashioned way, by using the phone. Call or text Ben at 337-540-1355. That's 337-540-1355. He'll send you his service and price list, and trust me, his prices are more than fair. And do me a favor, when you do message Ben at 337-540-1355, tell him you heard about the Duke of all trades on Find the Good News. Isn't that what life really yeah. is about? You can always put pencils engaged. in it. If, if the handle breaks off, put pencils oh, in it. Oh, yeah, look, man. I got one of them over here. You know what I mean? It's perfect. Saying? And people love this mug. I mean, yeah. we use it Oh, for that pencils. is a great mug. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at that. And people go, whoa. What? Yeah. I got yeah. to fill it with pencils. Yeah. I mean... I like the, the that sentiment that made to be used. I mean, and you can say that with a negative connotation that something's being used, but I think there's you can look at it from like a um, engagement perspective, like in life, we're, we're should be engaged in things, right? I mean, not just set on a shelf. You know, I've, I've even think about that sometimes when it comes to like going on a retreat. It's um, retreats are nice to get away and to kind of disengage from the world and like shut down and you can go find a nice quiet place and that is healing. But to stay in that place away from the world it's is almost cheating. Dis- it's cheating, right? Because that's because not you know, what life like is. That. Yeah, that's fun. But yeah, it's you got to do that in every day. Right. Find a way. So yeah, the fusion of, of beauty and um, actual engagement in the world, kind of mm-hmm. as it is, is is pretty cool. But one of my, my my heroes of all times is George Orr. I don't know who that is. Uh, he he was like eighteen ninety nine. You know, Potter extraordinaire, super self taught. His daddy was a blacksmith. Uh, Biloxi, I believe. Okay, and. Um, he was the Mad Potter. No, what's no. The, oh, the Mad have, the Mad Potter. I have to look that up. And he would he would like be people would want to buy his stuff, but he wouldn't want to sell it. Or once he'd sell it, he'd chase after him to give it back. I'll give you money back because these are my babies. I birthed it. Oh wow! So he had if a hard time parting with that. Yeah, yeah, and I do too. And that's why if you're not going to use it, I need it. Yeah, I, I birthed it. I get that. You know, you was talking about metaphors. Well, this is this is a piece of art, mm-hmm. and, and it was just a piece of clay, but I made it come to life, and it has all my energies in it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not going to use it, I need it back. That's interesting. Because you're you're, yeah. you're 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 abusing my baby. Take care. Use <laughs> yeah. my baby. Yeah, you use it's it for made to be used. It's made right. to be used. I love that. even a vase. Vases are great. You got something in it. You're using it. That is useful. You know? It's interesting, man, because I, I have the same feeling about cer- about um, certain things. Like I make things. I mean, I make prayer beads and like uh, rosaries and things like that. But I don't. I, I typically make them out of a batch of wood, you know, from a special place or something. And so when I make them, I usually keep them for a while, and I have a hard time parting with them. I make them to give away, mm-hmm. but there are some that I. I, I, when I go on retreat every year, I make a, a couple of different ones on that retreat. And every year I go, okay, I'm just waiting for who it belongs to. Yeah, I don't no, know that's who, cool. It's weird, man. I, I, I understand that, too. I've, I've been at events where I'd see somebody just, man, they'd come back. They'd walk around the table three times, 
And I'd just say, look, you just take that. Isn't that the weirdest and thing? And they're going, no, I'll pay you. No, 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 no. You it's, need that It's part. theirs. You need it. You, you've been, and it's something just like this one. Most people would go, it's got a bend on it right there. It's just not perfect. I go, well, mm. neither am I. It is odd, man. I, I talk about this subject a lot. I mean, with people in my life about objects, I have certain possessions, uh, and some of them are not mine. They were given to me, like my dad's hammer. Mm. You know, when my father passed away, the first thing I went to look for was this one specific hammer. Mm-hmm. And I found it, and you couldn't give me a treasure Mm-mm. of any monetary value to part yep. with that and it's nothing to somebody else it's yep. just an old hunk of steel yep. with barely a few yep. leather bands yep. left on it yep. but it's like he's the history of the man is infused in the object mm-hmm. and you know and, and what's in crazy, your mind in my and, mind and yeah true. and there's no and what's strange about that, that is away. i i think like if i if i had a heart attack today mm-hmm. and it, nobody knew the value of that to me. That'll it was, just it'll just be a it'd be sitting on the road. Yeah, it's and not somebody just a will pass by and throw it in the back of their truck. And yep. End up at the dump. The dump, right. And I just or go the value yard. diminishes without the without the connection to a person. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? But nobody if they don't know about it. Yeah, right. But see, but with your work, I mean, unless somebody just finds it at a thrift store. Actually, right? Somebody has found mine at a thrift store and they were, hey, in Arkansas, come and on. they brought it back to me. They really? paid a quarter for it. It was Holy a bowl. Holy cow, man! Yeah, and I and I'm and I was just freaking out. It was like the coolest thing ever. Dude. It came back home. <laughs> hey, look! I'll show you something that's like that. You see that little clear mug right there? Mm-hmm. Bose videos Bose. from Bose. somebody had to. It was at Care Help. I'll be darned. And uh-huh. somebody said, "Hey, I saw this at Care Help the other day. Now that's uh, probably thirty years yeah, old." Now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That and he comes home. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is an awesome story, man. Yeah, yeah. So somebody actually. Yep. What are the odds of that? But it, you know how to get there. You know it's travels, and then it was like you said, somebody died. It just was stuff. Yeah. It's just we don't want it. Yeah. Just make it go away. It cared to the person that maybe died. Right. right. All we know, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But then, and it's back at you. It's back in your yeah, came uh, back and care. It's now back in the attic somewhere, hidden away. And when I die, they'll find it. Isn't that something? I, I don't know. I guess in some regards, man. I mean, doing what you do, you're leaving a mark. I mean, a literal mark. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. I've been told that that's kind of vainish to to have the mark on yeah some people feel like that that's kind of vain that's interesting but then i think no i think it's okay because it gives them a time frame they'll they'll be able to yeah because a lot of my stuff i even write the dates now i think that's interesting i gotta pause right here i so you're an artist and a creative I find that so interesting that somebody would ever say that to you, mm. that that's vanity uh-huh. to put your mark on something. I mean, especially, I mean, maybe, I mean, I know what I think vanity is, and I mean, I have my own definition. Mm. I would never consider a creative or an artist putting their mark on their work mm-hmm. vanity mm. in any capacity. Maybe, maybe if there was a scale of vanity, it's somewhere, you know. <laughs> Almost indiscernible, yeah. Because it's pretty common for an artist to leave their mark on their work. And and if you find a piece of art and there's no name on it, you go, it's not. I don't. 
I can't find no source, you know. Yeah. I've, I've looked at pots and just like they're production, but you know it's not production. It looks, it's got energy in it. Yeah. But then they didn't mark it or they scribbled their name to where you can't even read it. Yeah. And I like I that because like yours is a mark. I mean, there's it's like on, a brand. You yeah, know? that's that is a brand. But like on big bowls, I write my name and date in Lake Charles, Louisiana, USA, you know, because we're only here 100 years, 300 yeah thousands ten thousands they find they find pottery shards and that's how they know people lived here yeah i'm amazed by that man we watched the um come up on here a few times we watched the um, oak island history channel show and that's actually been some of the things that they found it's funny because they're looking for treasure yeah but what they end up finding 100 300 feet down are like Mm -hmm. these little pieces of pottery and there are people Mm -hmm. who know like just out of a Mm -hmm. i mean less than an inch big piece of pottery and there's somebody in the world who knows what these little markings are and they're like oh this is from this time period yeah that dates this uh excavation and stuff and that's fascinating footage you know yeah or the art will be like really fascinating like why is that thing from this time period that far to get over yeah how to get here Uh so it puts some geography to yeah pretty fascinating how humans leave marks like that Mm -hmm. well yeah i mean anytime you see i mean yeah the span of your life i don't know man that's really uh on one hand it's kind of like it it definitely puts your mortality on on things but at the same time it kind of immortalizes you too mm because it says at this time period between this year and this if these pieces existed Even and then in the big world it's this boat yeah you were like a spike in a chart it was just and that's it like yeah a blade of grass yeah just a little volcano on yeah. a chart you're up and, and down then now the rest of the world keeps churning yeah that's that I, I don't know man that's kind of mm-hmm. all of us i guess but yeah. i mean if you're lucky enough to to have that um passion like you do and to you know get the bug to create i mean you can leave mm-hmm. something behind uh paintings there are paintings that are 400 years old but a lot of them been repainted didn't yeah. didn't you just hear about the painting that they're taking all the paint off and they're finding another whole painting underneath yeah it. i saw something about the that. lady uh, reading a letter or something in the window yeah what that was, was that on. and they claim were cleaning it right or mm-hmm. something and, and they they revealed something underneath there was like a whole nother part painting almost the same but more alive yeah isn't that something and uh it's like again that's 300 and they repainted it yeah 3000 and it looked the same mm-hmm. ceramics well you know the other day um i was in late charles and i stopped by is it hippie gypsy grocer mm. i think North corner yeah yeah and um my son's art teacher julie dallas sure just had some pieces yes. for sale in there and i had just had a lady on the podcast uh, who was talking about drinking tea almost as a, a way to sort of take a break from the world and like consciously brewing it and pouring mm-hmm. it. And she Part said, you know, the- get a special cup. Yep. And so we were, we had just had that episode and I stopped in there and I saw Julie had mm-hmm. some cups and she had two cups that were similar. Yeah. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to use these as mm-hmm. our specialty cups, you know, and yeah, try to perfect. support her in that way. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, it's, it's even more special because it, it's that history. It's that time yeah. period. My son's in her yeah. class and right. I'll always remember this little mm-hmm. particular time period. You know, it immortalizes that in your mind. And then every time now, until I can't drink no more, if I sip tea out of that cup, it'll always kind of bring you back. Yeah. That's pretty special, man. Um, What about the influence that you've had? I mean, is that something that 
that you you can perceive or that you i guess what's the right way to frame that i mean obviously you are mentoring other potters and other other people in ceramics and things like that correct i mean i see you working with a lot of people young people out in the well i do we've done lots of events like that but but not personally but yeah but i'm sure there's some there's always that one watching you yeah there's always somebody watching you yeah i was told that like no matter what you're doing there's seven people watching you Mm. so so whether you're consciously doing it Mm -hmm. it's it's just being in your presence and watching Mm -hmm. you work it seems to me there's like a a whole element to your work though that the public probably doesn't get to see right and that's the rest of the story and that's i think one of the, the my favorite parts of ceramics versus like whenever i was doing the ironworks the whole process is the part i love the most i love the uh, making the, just the making part and that's mm-hmm. what everybody sees and that's why they go yeah. oh i want a ghost i want to do the ghost thing okay ghost. wait wait we're sitting around oh sitting oh. at the wheel the husband oh ghost ghost the movie, the movie okay. ghost. yeah 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 gotcha yeah oh yeah the new ghosting word is uh you quit calling. Yeah, I forgot about that word, ghost. No, that's why I was like, what is that? I thought maybe there was something I didn't yeah. The movie. The movie ghost yeah. that everybody, I say, I do ceramics. They go, ooh, like ghosts? Like the Unchained Melody yeah. thing. Where yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it costs you extra yeah. now. People still do that. They still say Even it. God, that's crazy how iconic it. that was. Still, yeah. How that's awesome. funny. That was at some people's whole worldview oh, of the, pottery. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like oh, like ghosts. That's the only touch they have of it, and, and that's that's a shame. Yeah. And they got grandma's fine china that they don't ever use. Uh, Take it down, and use it every day. It's fine china. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Use it. Something. Remember grandma. Right. Don't right, don't right, right. don't just for and then die. Never have used it. Yeah. You took all the character out of it. I love this. I love this whole, I didn't expect this to be the angle of our conversation, but I love that that's the theme that we keep talking about is use. Use it. Yeah. You know, you're, it's, I think about my own life that way sometimes. It's a lot of what's gotten me through hard times. It is not, not like, oh, you're being used. That's, that's a negative connotation, yeah. but there's this idea that, um, and I don't know. Again, I guess there's a lot of different ways you can look at it, but I look at life as saying, okay, I have this life and I have whatever abilities I have. Use me for whatever purpose. Purpose. Give me something to do, to, to engage with. People. What's its purpose? To hold yeah. liquid. Yeah. This mug. So give it purpose. Right. Let it you do its job. Yeah. It's now doing its job. The beautiful thing, I think, about people is that sometimes your purpose changes, right? You form and maybe you're, you're a cup one day, but you might be a bowl at other times. And yeah, and you gotta watch out for the the non-cup makers, uh, the negative yeah. people. Do you ever encounter that through art yeah. and creativity? Yeah, well, those are the ones that say, I can get that at uh, Walmart for a dollar. Mm, okay. I say go. Yeah. You need to step aside. You're you're blocking the view of somebody that really wants art. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I get that. Well, I mean look, I mean same thing I, for painting. Look, I mean this cup our cup our cups for the show. They're mm-hmm. they're manufactured in a plant. Yep. I mean Most they're probably Brazil. Comes off of some assembly mm-hmm. line somewhere. Yeah. You know, and you go, well, 
is there no life in there? Is there nothing to it? You know, and, and mm-hmm. if a machine's making it and stamping yeah. it, I mean, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. it's different. It, but this is an art. It, this is just a it's, it's a utility. It's totally all utility. Yeah. And what you're talking about, and what I think we're talking about, as far as being used, is sort of almost like the fusion of spirit and the physical together. Mm-hmm. You know, a good balance of both those things. Mm-hmm. I derailed what you were saying, though. You were talking about the second part about then when you said people want to do the ghosting, and then they, they only see the part where you're doing the, oh, wet, yeah. the wet works. I yeah, guess, and know? then then it has to dry a little bit. Then you got to put a handle on it, and you got to learn how to do that. You got to make it to where it fits your hand, my hand. And if it don't fit my hand, I don't know whose hand it matters. You know, I, people go, well, that don't fit my hand right. They'll go, well, find one that does. Because ah. they're all different, but they're all the same. Hmm. You know, I made every one of them. That's the sameness. But every mug's different. Some are bigger, some are smaller. Yeah. And the way it way it just is, was made at the time. And some people go, oh, it's just the way it in my hand, it just feels so perfect. I go, but then you found the perfect mug. You know, man, listening to you talk about this, I can see why. I mean, if you go read, you know, like the Torah and all the ancient Hebrew scriptures, a lot of that language they use about God as a potter, mm-hmm. you know, and the shaped you from clay mm-hmm. and, and, and the descriptions you're using just fit. Like, I can see why those they use it. They yeah. use it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you're saying, yeah, they're all made by me, mm-hmm. but they're all different, too. So they're same because I created them, but mm-hmm. they're different. <laughs> and then that, that's like you, just you, a, you can say, yeah, you can bring that to another building with a point on it yeah bringing that yeah yeah i mean i just think it's kind of it makes sense why those ancient writers would find that same meaning in there Mm -hmm. because even as i'm listening to you talk like that i'm going Mm -hmm. yeah this is you're you're an actual potter Mm -hmm. who who is speaking this way from your heart so i can see where that passionate language Mm -hmm. comes from i've had uh preachers and come take some pots broken ones and fresh ones and using it as in we're not broken, you know. We yeah. all are broken, but look, you can be. Uh, yeah, you know. That's funny. As I, I was, you were talking a minute ago. I was thinking about a retreat I went on, and mm-hmm. there was something they did like that, where um, at the beginning of the retreat, there was a a, a pot. It was a, it was just a clay pot, mm-hmm. and then at some point during the retreat, they sort of smashed the pot to pieces, and then they they put it back together, you mm-hmm. know, to show mm-hmm. that. You know, you reform, maybe you're broken, but you can still be put back together. In that regard, do you ever do any work where you've had broken pieces that you've made something out of? Or do you just start from scratch? Have you ever utilized anything like that? To some degree, I have a little bit. But whenever I was in training during school, my professor was like, it's a whole lot faster just to make another one. Ah, You know, the way he... But then there are there have been times I know I've spent lots of hours just trying to maybe think of a way to salvage it, like drill holes and oh. uh, once it's cooked, leather, strap it together. You know, I mean, weird stuff. You just know, just to make something just, new out of yeah, it. Yeah, it would still be. How much experimenting do you do still? I mean, to this day, do you still find yourself experimenting with new things, or have you kind of found your rhythm? I, I think I found my rhythm and. Every once in a while, when people come up to me and they ask, they go, "Hey, would you make this?" Uh, I'll use that as my my focal for that. Like you're just asking, you yeah. Know, like I go, "Okay, cool. I'll try that." Yeah. I never wanted to make that, ah. but I will. 
You don't have to buy it. Yeah. Just make it. That's interesting. I mean, in a way, well, yeah, so you do custom work, too, like for like what you did for us. It's like, hey, we just all we have is this. We'd like them to be this color. And Mm -hmm. maybe if you can put our symbol in there and then you go from there, like whatever you want to do. Do you ever do any projects like that where it's a commission type work where you've done the clients had um, some vision of their own that they want you to take? And and that's the good and the bad there, because sometimes they don't give me freedom. And they want it to be their their way, like a rock. They should have went to the Brazilian guy over here that sold did this. Yeah, you know it's going. They to be really good. didn't All want the cups this. Are going to, yeah, right, right. You know, really. So actually, this one particular uh, group, I, I ended up making two sets because the first set I kind of did it my way, uh-huh. color wise, and it was a Mardi Gras theme, and it was Mardi Gras, but it wasn't the exact true colors yeah yeah you know those those Those, solid whatever that means yeah you know what i mean (laughs) i do know what you mean yeah so so uh i kind of kind of vowed but i keep breaking my vow to not do that no more yeah because it's not fair to me sure because i'm not doing this for a living i'm doing this for fun to live well that's a good you know what i mean yeah right if i was doing this for to to pay bills and keep food on the table oh yeah i'd make that color i'll do that sure but i don't have to i don't want to yeah see it's always been like that. i get that and that that's a pain because you know i think sometimes uh, I, I go through this mm. um and i've talked about it on the show quite at length and people are probably sick of hearing about it but i mean i think it's easy to forget that someyone like me is an artist yeah. like i this is art this and, and yeah and we it we do have to feed ourselves and Mm. this is how we do it and so a lot of times you make i mean sometimes you make 90 percent concessions you know so like you might get 10 percent of what you actually originally started with out the door that's and that people can say what they want you've got to be cold as ice to not let that bother you because it's if you're a creative at some point on Mm -hmm. some level it erodes like it's like a just an old battery man that's just leaking somewhere Mm. and so you know i have to make conscious efforts to go to to get tell myself go to the next project just just keep going you know it's a little bit different than Mm. doing it out of passion you know mm-hmm. uh but there are times when you get those projects where you go hey i can really do something passionate here when, when they say do it like this but just at your will at your freedom i, I normally i'd say 99 percent of the time it turns out exactly the way they wanted it mm. you know what i mean yeah versus these people that say well it's gotta be blue and it's gotta have this yeah I understand that. I, I would call those, I call them like lightning strikes. A lot of times, usually at this very table we're talking about, if I'm with a client and they've kind of got an idea, sometimes I feel like hey, there's two programs running. I have one that's engaged in the meeting and it's listening. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other part. And I, I've always called that like the creative engine going. It starts thinking about their project and going, we could do this and we could do that. And mm-hmm. it's getting a picture. And sometimes in those meetings, I'll go, hey, what about this? And just start drawing on the whiteboard and they go, that's it. Let's do it. Yeah. Those are the projects where it comes to life. It looks better. Yeah. That was the right way it should. Yeah. Versus it has to be the multi-girl colors in this order. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So what I did to kind of, to be rude, I was actually being rude, but it looked really great. (laughs) I, I actually put, uh, when I did the ones that they wanted with their colors, I uh, I painted on gold 
outlining the fleur-de-lis because okay. they wanted stamped fleur-de-lis okay and it and it, i really don't like doing that but oh, they, just stamping but, yeah and i made the stamps okay right. i made the stamps you did so it for mine. us too right yeah you i made, made your that, stamp yeah. yeah so then i highlighted around it with the gold to, to, to like give them the oh. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like you dig them the extra yeah stamp. <laughs> yeah but technically they look super great yeah. you know what I mean it turned out it it was you know I was trying not to say be mean but it ended up looking I, phenomenal yeah they were even they were great but yeah it's the idea that I don't do that I don't like having to be told to do it just like the because but I, I already committed to them yeah so I turned around made 100 more you know and did it their way but out of spite i went ahead and did it put some gold on it because it's not one of the three colors yeah but it is because it's yellow or, or is it gold it's supposed to be gold, gold. okay so that's yeah. when i put that real gold on it because i can't paint gold right i think god man you're talking it's funny how yeah. we deal with those things like perception of, of color mm. and and it's an interesting meditation and thought experiment but years ago i was working at a sign company and i had made they had sent a logo in and i mean i was nobody at that mm. company i was just printing late at night and you know and i was printing these signs out and when the client came back to pick them up they said this is not burgundy it's brown and i said Mom, it's uh, we printed what it was and they said our logo is burgundy not brown and i said i don't know and i went and pulled the color swatch and i said i mean this is burgundy and they were like well that's burgundy but on that sign that's brown and I was, but it was the same color. And so mm -hmm. I went out to the computer and I took the same color and I took a graphic of a wine glass and I put it in the glass. And then I took a graphic of an oak tree and I put, put the same it. color on the trunk. And I mm -hmm. said, so which one of these is brown? She said, the tree, that one's brown, that's burgundy. And I was like, ma'am, these are the exact same color. Your perception is shifting. Because it's not yeah. in a glass. And, yeah. my, and it was a fascinating, it blew my Way mind cool idea, man, right? how cool. we can, perceive something yeah. like off you yeah know? there are certain blues that i find are like that too where someone will go i don't like that purple i'm like that's just not purple yeah you know but if you put it next to an lsu tiger mm -hmm. it looks purple but if yeah. you put it in a you know a mm -hmm. fruit basket it's blue so <laughs> i don't know it's uh people are, yeah. are funny but that yellow is one of those things where athletic gold is what a time's out okay. here and i'm like yeah. Well, that's really just like school yeah, bus yellow yeah. or something. That's not gold, but yeah. But are they orange? I don't know. Right, exactly. Yeah, how far? And like your orange. Speaking of, I didn't. I wasn't keen on just making it your. We don't color. have a yeah. Well, you, you know notice I mean? that's my that was my rule when we opened Rex. I, I said it our be. brand color is going to be orange with a big quote around it, and it's going to be every shade of orange. Because man, mm -hmm. if you get into that zone where it's like so tight. You're never gonna, yeah. You're never gonna. Grow. You're never gonna hit that target. Every yeah. printer is gonna always be off. Yeah. Every batch is gonna look wrong because mm -hmm. you just got this well, standard. Well, I had to change it whenever I did that. So that's, yeah, I made it. Well, some special. people could say that's brown, right? Oh if yeah, you, I mean, it's totally brown. But I mean, in my mind, but it's I, orange. I see orange. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. When you look at it on this table of orange things, it looks orange. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Perception's interesting. I mean, and I guess that's the same way with art. I thinking mm -hmm. about your art, you know, I, I think about the uh, you brought lid up at the beginning, mm -hmm. and I, that was another. Your art kind of almost is in that category. I find with her art too, where 
I can't even imagine a client going to her and saying, I want you to paint this. They, yeah, they because will. her art's they not will. that way. It's not, yeah. if it's a, it flows a different way. It don't go with my couch. Uh, that's know, what, that's what the, you know, that's like, I'll make a vase and it's not the, well, that's not the color of my, you know, it's like, Hmm. Sorry. It's interesting because I've never, and you, we've talked about this in, in this conversation, but I've always, and that's, I guess, different people. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've always been more uh, interested in an object story than its aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, about it. you can look around here and none of the, you ain't seen nothing that matches, right? Well, that's, that's good. But if you pick something also. up and said, what's this? I can tell you a story about it. Uh-huh. And so you may only be interested in two things in this room, but those two things I can sit and talk to you and we can, then that lets us engage, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. I find that I think stories are the value to me. Mm-hmm. It's not, even if it's just a story of I'm drinking out of a T-Rex mug mm-hmm. and someone says, that's a cool mug. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can tell you about the man, mm-hmm. you know, who I made know, the I can mug. tell you where to go get it. I, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> If 25 you're lucky, cents. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, man, that's wild. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. But we, so, and I keep going back to this, but so what's the side that people don't see the fire part? Yeah, that Tell part, me about I, that. I try to post pictures, but that is that is the, the scary part because I fired looks twice. looks hot, brother. It's way hot, way hot. Uh, 1,900 degrees Damn. is the first firing. And then I go to 2350, which is, that's lava. You know, that's the. And that's at your house? You have a studio, you have a kiln at home? Is that where you. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of heat. That's a lot of heat. But if you got the right machinery, your kiln, it yeah. holds it. That's what it's for. Do you ever fire other people's work? Yes, but I try not to. Okay. Because uh, unless they used my clay, ah. I know where their clay came from. I see. Because not all clays created the same. Interesting, man. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh yeah, totally. There's low fire clay, and there I I I, I cooked a high fire. Okay. Twenty three fifty is high fire. So somebody could bring a piece in there that has the wrong clay, and it, it could just bust, right? Or crack, no, it, or, it'll melt. It'll melt. Melt flat oh. like a like glass. It'd be just some puddle. Really? And I've seen that happen. I didn't know that. Uh, yes. So that's one of my first rules: is buy my clay. If you're firing in my kiln. Do you order clay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I know nothing about this. You have to forgive my ignorance. It comes in a box. Yeah. Is it from a certain place, like a a Mm -hmm. quarry or what is it? No, it's in a building where they get different bags of different kinds of material. Okay. uh, Felspars and silicas, and they mix it to a recipe that's to my liking. But they make all kinds. So you've got a custom... No, clay? no, no. Oh, I just I like porcelain. I've been throwing porcelain. For I got you. About ooh, I'd say I don't know, ten years now. Okay. I finally got to where I could throw porcelain. What's the difference? What was well, the difference to the, you? Well, the one before that was stoneware, uh, and it's it's it could be just as soft, but it it was more gritty, mm. and it was it was easier to work with and pull up, and I could. I could make them tall and make them thin, and I, and the first time I tried to ever use porcelain, it was just I thought I thought I had it thin, but once it finished and cooked, it was as thick as this, and I thought it was thin, 
is this. Really? Is this, you know what I mean? And that's the way it felt. Uh-huh. And I couldn't put a handle on it because I just wasn't good enough. Yeah, I just hadn't matured enough Interesting. to to make a handle stick on porcelain. And uh, I, I, every once in a while, I'll try again, you know. And I finally just, it finally worked. It started. And so now pretty much all glasses and vases are, and bubbles and plates are all porcelain. All porcelain. And like big vases, uh, I still use uh, stoneware. It's actually uh, called raku uh, clay, so it can go from low fire for raccooing to super high. What's a raku? Raku is a Japanese firing where the pots are cooked up to like eighteen hundred degrees, okay, and they grab them out of the fire and and dash them either in water or oh. put them in a pot of sawdust yeah so they oxidize there so it's a it's a whole nother form of art wow man. julie dallas and i have done y'all done that yeah we've done that she does she loves doing that really and uh tracy over at the art factory she does that even okay so uh i've never it's heard a, of it's it. another whole actually uh we did it one time at one of the uh art walks years and years ago long time over there by central uh, uh by the children's museum yeah they asked us to to do it so we brought all our stuff and and uh raccoon right there on the spot during That's the cool the, man during the walk you know what are what are neat things so so see? it's got a 20 minute turnaround so it's not so it's glazed and then in 20 minutes it's coming out and it's cool it's warm but it's cooling down and you can take it off and walk away in 20 minutes versus this regular mug here i got to cook it for 10 hours takes 24 hours to cool down yeah the whole kiln you know so when you're out there doing public works like that uh on the sidewalk for an art walk or an event Mm -hmm. and you're doing that work what happens are you actually making things that you're going to fire later totally okay i'm just zoning in that that is yeah i i because i used to think well uh, i use that time as to make pots Okay. That's just, that's it. You know, I, I, I do, like, I'll try to make 10 to 20 mugs. I'll make some bowls. I'll make some large bowls, platter-likes. Mm-hmm. People like seeing them all. Yeah. And my main objective is to have them fired up for the next event that I'm yeah. going to do. And, yeah, and then you go back and then you choose the color later, right? Oh, it's all me, yeah. Yeah. It's all about me. I just wondered about that because, I mean, I, you know, some people, I guess, I guess in a sense a painting, you could paint mm. on the spot and then hand it off to somebody. Yep. I mean, I guess yep. in We've theory. gone to an event like that just recently at Tracy's place. Oh, okay. At the Art Factory. Yeah. And after the, after the, the showing, the, these two uh, ladies, they were painting, and we bought one of the paintings. Oh, know? wow. Yeah. They kind of like auctioned it off to kind of like help proceeds, you know, for the event. So it kind of makes sense for you to set up in front of Stellar Beans and do that. Because oh, yeah. if that's where you're selling some of your work yep. or a lot of your work, oh, yeah. then uh, it's inside. Go in there and make sure you ask to drink out of a T-Rex mug. Yeah. And you get a free refill, too. How do you feel <laughs> that? Uh, oh, do you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. Oh, yeah. It's the only way to get a refill. Well, Carl and Chelsea were on the show, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I wish I'd have asked them about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy, a little sign. If 
the only way to get a free refill is to own a T-Rex mug. mug. That's cool. Yeah. What about the art community in Southwest Louisiana? I mean, since you, I mean, so you started, you got the bug in 96. Yeah. So, I mean, you've kind of been around to see it blossom and turn into where it is today. How has it changed from then to now? I mean, is it different or is it more robust or just different? It's just different. I, 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 there's uh, just recently seen a, a, a man painting down there in front of uh, at the corner. Yeah, I saw that. I seen him twice, and then I seen him maybe posted somewhere, and I thought that's super great, young man, out there painting on the spot. Like yeah. that's super great energy. That's that's like whenever I'm sitting out making pots, it's the same. It's bringing people to sh- see something different. Yeah, you know, you don't have to go to a foreign country to see somebody paint that's right we do it here you can paint anywhere in on frenchman street in new orleans yeah. you've been there man yeah. that is a great art scene on that mm-hmm. street I, I hadn't heard of that place a couple of years ago somebody said yeah. oh don't don't go to go this street go get you a place over there for the weekend yeah and we did and that's all we wanted to do mm-hmm. is just go that that whole way they've got that organized there's an energy in there mm-hmm. man and then you get to just love visiting with the vendors and people doing all kinds of things wire work i mean just woodwork mm-hmm. all right there mm-hmm. and i thought man we could use a dose of that at home you know, like a really get. Something. You say that, but we've tried to do it, and nobody should. Well, that's that was nobody, my next the, thing. The, the the just how do you get the word out? How do you drag them out of their house once they put their PJs on? They're not coming. Yeah, you know, we'd have to. So know, what do you come, think? Go it, to your house and just like do it in, on your steps. Yeah. And maybe you'll walk out there and grab your paper and oh, oh, yeah. we're doing art here. There's artists in this town. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know that. Well, been here yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Tom Trahan and I were talking about that at the Brimstone over there, and he mm-hmm. said there are people still who go in there who live in Sulphur their whole life, and they'll walk in and go, I had no idea. What? This yeah. place even existed. Yeah, they drove and then by these people it. <laughs> live in this town and, yeah. and have been making art. Yeah. It's the same thing with, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Adventure Point over here in Sulphur, the tourists. Mm-hmm. They've got an incredible walk-through outdoor adventure display. I mean, it's a really state-of-the-art thing. I love bringing mm-hmm. my son up there, but I'll tell people about it, and they go, go well, what is that place? I'm like, God, you really just need to stop. Yeah. There's something, there is some kind of a disconnect here, and I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but uh, it, I, I get you because I think those thoughts when I go out of town and see things, I think a lot of people think those thoughts. They go, how can we do this Bring at home? This here. And there are people working, trying to, but it's getting people to, I don't know. I think some of that's going to have to change when we have more, less of a commuting community. And more of a walking community. We just don't have it. It's, that's happening right now. It is happening. It's right now, going, downtown. Downtown. They're building. Yeah. They're building all that new. Yeah, we it'll got a change. Bunch of great things there. And I mean, yes. I mean, you can just go. I don't have to drive everywhere. To, yep. Or we can get a bicycle, or we can get the guy that's pedaling the the little bicycle. Right in lake charles you know so you figure someone like me i can just i can look at my own life and analyze that and tell you okay i live in sulfur i have a high interest in art and creativity and i love that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but the logistics of going to that especially now with bridge situations Mm -hmm. i'm like well if we're gonna do anything and if it's after five Mm o'clock and it's on a friday and then i go home get the kids ready bring them you just go 
Nope. Okay. So what? So That's then the my next op is, option is to do it here in sulfur. Well, sulfur doesn't have even near. The You've people. got the brimstone. Mm-hmm. And they're trying hard. They, and they work do. hard. They really they do. Have great work. They have works for men and women. Oh yeah. And, but once you go and oh, you you spend the time there and you do the look, you're only going to go maybe once. If you go twice, I don't know, but mm. once is really what you're going to do. Yeah. So it's hard. You just go. What's the mm-hmm. magic? What's the magic piece what here? What's the magic? There's we we've seen everything, tried everything. Yeah. Different ways. And you've been in it long enough. Uh, you've seen it. Yeah. All. Yeah. You ever have artists that get discouraged because of that oh, yeah. and don't stick around the area? Uh, well, a lot of them try to start moving out, mm. not physically, but just their art. Oh. They'll they'll be setting up in uh, Lafayette like every other weekend yeah. because. Okay. Because there is that foot traffic down there on that every other Saturday where they have. Right. And it's so they just say, go, forget you, Lake Charles. Sorry. Yeah. But here's my work. If you want to see it, it's in Lafayette. Yeah. I've even thought this, and this is probably sounds really negative, And I'm, again, I don't have a lot of knowledge about it, but just my own thought of it. One, one time I was having a conversation with somebody and I said, you know, we do have a lot of incredible artists here. Mm-hmm. And we have a high frequency of festivals, a lot more than anywhere mm-hmm. else, really, mm-hmm. along the I-10 corridor. Lake yeah. Charles is number one for the number of festivals per really? weekend. Yeah. And so the thing I have noticed is when people want to make their event uh, engaging and interesting, so what are they going to do? They're going to bring in all the local artists, mm-hmm. and that's almost every time. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a local and you've engaged with all the local artists three times four times five times no no that is no slight on the quality of their art or anything but as a Mm -hmm. if you're not an artist and you're just a consumer Mm -hmm. and you've consumed it how many times how many times can you do it right and that's again i said that to somebody and they were like well and i said i think they took it the wrong way and i said no i'm not saying that the artists are not of value i'm just saying eventually there comes a saturation point where that can't always be you can't you gotta have to do something with your festival or event to make it enticing for those audience artists because Mm. if the artists are selling to the exact same crowd it's kind of going to a comedy show and you guys telling you the same Same jokes jokes every time right he has to come up with some new jokes yeah yeah, true so as an artist that's difficult mm. because how many pieces can you just like constantly push the envelope yeah to get you know, entice the same audience to buy another piece. I'm with you there. Does I, that that makes sense? Yes, I don't know. It's, it is. That is true. There's a lot of a lot of that, but but then some people just don't buy. Yeah. Because I've had people that they've I've given them a piece like 20 years ago, and they go, "Oh, I still got that," and I, I think about it, and that that's just the greatest thing. And I'm thinking to myself, "I've never seen you buy." one more piece mm, yeah yeah what's up with that you know what yeah. are you buying i'm hoping you're buying somebody's art right if you're not buying mine yeah and are you puffing me right you know right right well and you know that's the other thing too it's hard i this is a real conversation we're having here because i think about that a lot i see art and I go, man, that is incredible, a local piece of art. And I'm just going to use a painting. Let's say it's a painting, mm-hmm. and I go, man, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I know it's of the value that it is, mm-hmm. but the reality of my I, bank account my is says I can't have that. I can't have that. So yeah. who gets to have that? And Somebody who has the money for it, maybe mm-hmm. not the full appreciation always. Just because yeah. you had the money don't mean you appreciate it. Yeah. Well. So it's a weird thing. So you go with the frequency. Now, 
every once in a while a local artist will have a thing where and i love it when they do that unfortunately because i have you know a little t bank account you know mm-hmm. but they'll go i did these small pieces and yeah. i'm just they're kind of priced to sell almost and i go mm-hmm. well i want their art yeah so i'll get the small piece because that's what i can mm-hmm. afford you know a little bitty eye. yeah i got one yeah yeah <laughs> stuff like that and i go what well, yeah. it, it isn't what i yeah want but mm-hmm. it's what i can get mm-hmm. and that's another There's issue a lot of truth there you know because mm-hmm. i would love to have i'd love to have it all mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and and again that's what's the hard thing about being an artist i mean even like what we do it's the same way i mean it's so silly because i'm gonna compare a logo to art to like what you do but like mm. you could spend 60 hours on a logo if you're really really mm-hmm. working with that client to get it perfect What's the value of that? Ultimately, what can I get is different than what it may be worth, right? And then is the business really going to make it just because you did a super great job? Yeah, exactly. And so the value of it is high on my end because I've got that much time in it. But the value to the person who's like at a startup, it's the same thing I just mentioned. They they wish, they sure wish. I even wish I could use you. You know what I mean? As in back in the, as in I don't. I never got logoed besides my T-Rex, you know, but I can't afford you personally. You know what I mean? I get it. I have to feel the mean? same way. I, I, I say this all the time to people. I say, you want to know why? Like I go to like when I'm out, like, yes, see mm-hmm. you at events. You see me. What am I doing when I'm Take, at an event? You're trying to make money. I got a camera, yeah. man. You're I don't, busy. You're I'm not money. there enjoying that stuff. You I told somebody that I, yeah. haven't, I haven't been to a local event that I wasn't be. behind a camera in years. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, because why? Because okay. if I got to have a crew, but nobody's going to pay for that full crew. Yeah. So I got to go do it, yeah. you know? And that's, I, I love that because mm-hmm. I get to engage with people and they you see do me. Get to, yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of really like everybody else. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, I, I've recently skipped several events mm. to do walk around with holding my wife's hand and yes. enjoy me try too. you know and so like too. this is this is a break for me you know they're going why aren't you set up i'm going yeah go to stellar beans yeah you know if you want my stuff uh-huh. otherwise i want to enjoy this too there's a lot of people that I don't ever get the at the uh the last art walk i was set up in front of stellar beans mm-hmm. making pots all day long didn't get to go visit all my f- art friends yeah they were all there I seen them in the pictures. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. seeing them in the photos, you know, that somebody posted. So I know they were there and I just couldn't get up to go. Cause that's. Yeah. That's, I mean, artwork is, I, I believe this a hundred percent that artwork in Lake Charles. And, and like I was talking about all these events, there's a lot of good, it's a conductive fluid. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but there have to be people producing those little energy points yeah. and that's the hard part is that a lot of work that artists are putting yeah. into the, yeah. to make Everyone those things live and then and then they lots of times these events get converted into music events and mm. then they just invite the artist yeah and that's that's another <laughs> story in itself yeah well not saying that's not art no i, I get but you but it's a different it's different it's a different yeah i mean are there um do you feel like they have to go hand in hand I, I don't think they should. Yeah. Is there an event that we've had here in our area that you feel like is the closest that we've had here um, that's closer to your heart, I guess, as far as what you would envision for like an art event? What's the closest thing that we have? 
would that be like Art Walk or something like that? Or that that would be the closest. But right in the middle of it was some music jamming. Yeah, you know, even though if you talk about international festival international, yeah, they got four bands playing, but it's also festival music mm. with a lots of artists. Yeah, you know, a lot of artists in one little area. You know, yeah, and then they're spewed out. So yeah, I reckon it's it's art. It's it's the musical side of art. Yeah. You know? And I'm happy. I know You're driving down the road, everything is going just fine. You're listening to the new episode of Find the Good News in Your Car, and you're all stoked about trying out this zipper merge thing you've been hearing about when all of a sudden you hear that sickening tap on your windshield that's just a little too loud. I've got some bad news for you. You've just got yourself a rock chip. Unfortunately, I've got some worse news. If you don't take care of that rock chip, it's going to turn into a crack. But I do have some good news too. You don't have to have a rock chip or a crack because I've got a way for you to take care of it ASAP. If you go to ASAPGlassCo.com right now, you can stop that chip from winding across your windshield like the Calcasieu River. I used to be terrible about getting a rock chip, saying I'll take care of that later, and then later turns into this irritating crack that just spreads from one side of my windshield to the other. I should have taken care of it ASAP by scheduling a repair with ASAP Glass. ASAP Glass is local, right here in Sulphur, Louisiana, and they're mobile. Even better, you can get a quote right from your mobile phone at ASAPGlassCo.com. ASAP Glass is owned and operated by two of my best friends, lifelong friends, Dan and Kayla Smith. Dan the Glass Man will make sure his team of glass technicians gets to your job ASAP and make sure it's done right so you can keep that windshield crack out of sight. If you do get that rock chip and you don't take care of it ASAP, that's okay. ASAP Glass does complete windshield replacements. Remember, ASAP Glass is mobile, so you don't have to worry about finding time to drop your vehicle off at their shop. You get your quote at ASAPGlassCo.com. Make your appointment with Kayla, and then before long, an ASAP Glass van is on its way to your location. That's it. I know you're probably looking at a rock chip right now. Don't wait. Take care of it ASAP. Go to ASAPGlassCo.com on your mobile device and get a quote. That's ASAPGlassCo.com. And make sure to tell Dan and Kayla you heard about ASAP Glass on Find the Good News. Do the events... Man, I got a lot of questions, man. You're going to get sick of talking to me. We got something else to drink? Yeah, man. Let's take a pause and get some more drink. Okay, I got I got whiskey. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, <laughs> a this flavored whiskey. Oh. If you drink that junk, oh. one camp. Pecan whiskey. Beach pecan, man. That's that that's not the real stuff. That's that We had some but Erin Hood when she worked here, I gave her my big bottle of whiskey. And uh, we ain't had a new bottle since she left. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Georgetown. I've never heard Tennessee. of that. Is it good? It's Tennessee whiskey. It's uh, it's made just been distilled for right up the road from Jack Daniels. Yeah. And they quit advertising in the seventies because every ounce is paid for is is already sold. Really? So they don't need to advertise. Wow. Huh. I'll have to check it out. You, you just get it locally? So I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Look, you may have change. to flip that one down. Them things are a Rubik's Cube. Oh, I got it. They do that so you can store them, but I don't store them anywhere. So. Okay, we're back. No, man, I have a lot of questions. I mean, whenever someone's planning a local festival or event, do they um have like do they ever put together like brainstorm groups and they invite you guys to come to that kind of stuff uh, um i can't answer that one really yeah so no not sure no i don't think so man that actually surprises me yeah. but but they do want us there yeah because they they know that we we do bring revenue yeah that is true sometimes they push us to the side uh, we got one coming up on the 26th. What is it? Uh, Nabbit should be. Uh, is it new or? Kind of no. He's been around. Uh, Dagos. You don't have. I wish I don't. Dagos. Let me see. Me. I'll pull something up. Let's see what it is. Go to Facebook. It's on Facebook. You think? <sighs> yeah, I guarantee it. Uh, art, color. Um, type on Dago. D A G O. Yeah. And uh, Dago. Mark Dago's art, Mark. Mark. Yeah, and then that it. Yep, right there. He just got in. That's it, right okay. there. Okay. Proceeds go to World of Color to support art. And where is this going to be at? That's that's going to be at Civic Center, do believe, right there. Civic oh wow. Center. Okay. May twenty yeah. fifth. Now he, so, what is this? He what is does, this event? Well, he's he's a paint body painter. Oh, artist. Really? Wow. Phenomenal art. So he like, does paint body and airbrush. Airbrush. Okay. Tiny, fine print stuff. Super fun. And just recently got into a, 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 motor, a motorcycle magazine. Uh, yeah, he is just... Yeah, no, I hadn't heard of this, and, man. I need to... And each time he's had it, all the... All the once you pay for everything, because like the cost of Civic Center, you got to pay for that, you yeah. know? Uh, they they donated last year. They gave some to McNeese students. They made like a little art scholarship fund. That's what it says right there. Okay, that actually looks like a lot of fun though, man. I mean, he's got yeah. like a tattoo contest. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. Yeah, got yeah. Yeah, I didn't Benders even know this and was live music man. and barbecue and uh, pinup girl contest and bikes. People most of the time. The bad part is just the most of the people there are the ones that have cars and bikes that want to show off yeah because it's just again one of them it's it's hard it's hard to get to drag people out yeah you know? i don't you know i don't and I think, know and i think that, it's a free event uh, maybe I is it know. really it might not be it says proceeds go to but i mean i it guess might, the money might be, might be coming to well i mean people it are trying to you. do stuff yeah. what about like culture fest have you ever done anything at that culture fest in lake charles Pat Kelty puts that on. I don't know if she does it every year or if it's, you know, every couple mm. of years, but she brings in like, you know, different, uh, just different things from different uh, cultures from around the world. Oh, cool. uh, 
Well, technically, I think that is that the same day that they have the Arts Fest downstairs? Oh, yeah, it and is. I'm and I'm always down to Arts Fest. That's right. I filmed you down there yes. a few times. Uh, I've, I've done that because that's with the little kids, and that's planting the seed that you talked about earlier. Yeah. Because I have actually seen uh, people years later that would that were saying, uh, you remember, uh, this was the man that was helping you make that pot there that we uh-huh. have sitting on the shelf in the house, you know? Yeah. That's a lot of work, man. I mean, I was there oh, filming uh, one oh. year, and I I mean, I, I, I kind of filmed the whole event, and I was mm. looking at everything, and I said, man, you guys had the biggest cleanup. Yeah. And there were a bunch of y'all out there. They, and, and the longest lines. Sure. Always. And then you got to stop after a while, and then mamas get all mad. The kids aren't as mad as the mamas. Because they don't get to do. Yeah. But again, I tell them, hey, come here first. Point. Yeah. Come here first next time. I'm sorry. Yeah. We we do it for four hours. So normally the event's four hours. I I said we we need to stop after three. Because after three hours, then we could just, that's, you're the last person. Yeah. And then we'll do that. And then there's, can I just one more, one more? Yeah. And it's hard. We gotta say man. no. Yeah. It's hard. But, you know, it's just like, we need to go home too. Dude, I Because the first three years, <laughs> yeah. we the, the party be over and we're finally finishing off the last kid. Then now we got to clean up our mess. Yeah. We got to pack it away. Nobody sees that. Back know? in the, uh, I guess, Late 90s, early 2000s, I used to airbrush. And I finally got wise. Instead of trying to airbrush in just in shop, I was like, oh, I'm going to make all this weekend money going and setting up mm-hmm. at uh, festivals and events mm-hmm. and stuff. And what dude, I yeah, <laughs> killed yeah, yourself. I killed myself. I'm and not. man, I mean, the first few times, mm-hmm. you know, you're going, dude, you're coming home with money. Mm-hmm. And you're going, that's, that's, that was man, the thing. That's nice. You could go, well, I know if I'm not doing something. So good right now mm-hmm. i can go hit one of these festivals and come back with money yeah it's kind of like waiting tables you know you're coming home with some cash yeah, in your apron, tonight, right right if so if, you, if you're hustling but it was that it was that and same kind of hustling. sensibility we're still hustling right I'm over here <laughs> come buy my pots because there's a guy over there selling pots you know what yeah I mean? that, that's right 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 too. that's right that's true I remember that though, but what you're talking about, I mean, I would paint and then mm-hmm. I had some, I'd started, I used to do it by myself and then I finally brought somebody. So I need somebody to take orders while I paint. Mm-hmm. Well, man, you'd get there two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And you'd been painting since six in the afternoon mm-hmm. the night before. At some point, your you well, hand is just in oh, a permanent yeah. claw around mm-hmm. this airbrush gun. <laughs> and then you still got to pick all that mess mm-hmm. up for the night. That's and I was it. like, dude, I can't go at this pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just. I was burning out fast yeah. trying to chase yeah. that the festivals. Yeah, I, I I did like the festival international one time, and I was so pooped after three days set up, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm go it's just like burnt out. I said, nah. Yeah, I gotta just find another way. So that's why I set out in front of Stellar Beans. Not every Saturday, not every other Saturday. It's just. Whenever it's convenient for me. Yeah. And uh, people are walking by going, oh, look at this. Look, look. And so yeah. that's all the glory I get there. Yeah. And I get to make some pots, and I just don't hardly do. Yeah. I got, uh, I, I've done a couple other events here and there when a friend says, please, 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 I might do it, you know? Yeah. Well, there is because a certain spectacle to it. 
right? I yeah. mean, I, it's funny because I keep thinking about, we're, we're talking about this and the value of like you put the energy in and like mm-hmm. how many pieces do you sell? Uh, I was watching a video the other day and this guy was painting uh, with his fingers. Mm-hmm. And so you could actually, he'd paint with his fingers these beautiful scenes. It was like, uh, like this Bob Ross kind of style stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was so fast and it was really neat to watch. And But the way the camera was angled, you know, he was down his hands and knees painting. And what I thought was cool was, this is the part that I really caught the most, my pessimistic nature, is I'm going, oh, he's painting and I'm watching him paint. But then as he starts to get to the end, there's all these feet around this tarp and I can see him in the camera angle. And as soon as he finished that painting and he held it up to the camera, they scattered, man. And I went- Scared to death that that, they might have to buy it. They might have to buy it. And I thought, (laughs) isn't that the way it is, man? Like he is- He's humping it all day, mm-hmm. trying to doing this beautiful, incredible thing, mm-hmm. but every one of them feet take yep. off. Yeah, you know? that's cool, but but where, I didn't. Where come, did that yeah. go in my house? That's cool, but I didn't come here for that. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, oh man, I got like them little wire. Look over there, that little wire crawfish. I mean, mm. I, I have to get something. It's small, but like when that's I go cute. to yeah. a neat little thing or an art, and somebody's making something, I was sit there and watching that guy, yeah. and I kept watching the same thing happen. He was making all this stuff out of wire. And people would scatter after he'd make something. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, man, no, nah, man, I got to get something. This mm-hmm. is, you can't just, you got to give something back. The guy is filling yeah. you with joy to watch him do this. Mm-hmm. It's putting his, it, everything yeah. into it. Yeah, and all the work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I sometimes wonder if, if people think about that, mm-hmm. like the other side of that. And like, man, all this setup and all this, you know, uh, well, like this fella, I asked him, I was like wanting to hear his story because mm-hmm. I was like, why'd you, how did you, do this kind of like mm-hmm. with you and he was telling me he said well i was an electrician yeah. and he said uh i would have all these scrap wires and when we'd have a break i'd sit around and i was make little things out of them with the pliers and he was like and i sort of realized that i'm actually pretty good at this and yeah. somebody said man can you make me one of that and he said i just got into making wire art out yeah. of just he was, yeah. you know yeah that's good but that's good yeah, yeah. i love i love stuff like yeah. that man it's yeah. like well you just had a big shift you went from like electrician making work. money Come home with a paycheck <laughs> to just barely have, but maybe making a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. People just neat, man. You just don't know. Yeah, and he had to see. It was similar how he would speak about it, like the way you were talking about clay. He was like, "Well, different wire have different, you know, tensions, and mm-hmm. I like this wire for this." And I was like, "It's mm-hmm. interesting. I don't know any of this yep. stuff." Yeah, you, you don't need to know. Yeah, for one. Yeah, right. That's right. Right. <laughs> brain, we only got so much to, to use in here. <laughs> right, right. Trying to burn them up, burn yeah. themselves down. Yeah. So what's your what's your like? Uh, I mean, in game here. Like, what do you you just are you just riding it like the wave and go? I'm just going to do this this way, or is there like something like a vision for yourself that you see with this? Like, you go, okay, I'm gonna I'm heading somewhere with this in a different place, or is it just like I'm very content? To just kind of stay on this trajectory. I think I, I want want it to ride up a little something higher. Uh huh. I'm getting close to retirement. Okay. But I don't want it to turn into getting back to a job. I want yeah. to keep being Rex. I'm just going to just keep making them my way. Yeah. You know. I'm and and don't take orders or just every once in a while just hear somebody say something and yeah I'll make this butter thing you know it holds butter yeah but i'm gonna do it my way it's gonna be different because they want it to look just like this because this is how mm. it works yeah you know yeah so yeah i want to buy a bigger kiln 
Mm. I'm going to buy an easier kiln. That's the main thing. Easier. Easier. What does that mean? Easy means easy loading. Because right now, my kiln, I have to like stand in it to load it. Okay. Um, so you need something like what you kind of. 59 and a half. Okay. <laughs> so pretty soon, I ain't going to be able to do that. Someone, I need to make it to where I can easily put it on the shelf and then just it's called a cart kiln okay so it's the pots are sitting on a cart uh-huh and you just roll it in the kiln and then shut the door and cook it okay and then when it's done you pull it out and it's easy accessibility gotcha so so you you right now you're walking in there and loading all yeah that. that's heavy yeah there, right? and it's a nuisance because for one you, you get to a point where it's it's like upper strength upper body strength just putting the, the shelves on and and just again nobody cares yeah they just want pots right 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 but i'm getting old and i ain't i've got to find another way if speaking of trajectory you know or yeah. whatever that word is yeah but i've always wanted to have a, a studio i always wanted a gallery you know always wanted a place that other artists could come but every time i see i see around it's just it don't look great yeah i'm just gonna have to end up just doing it and funding it myself kind of like you know just yeah just do it and if they come, they come. They don't. They are don't. there any places like that? I mean, there are a couple that I'm, I'm thinking of off the top of my head. But yeah, are there the any factory. That, is that kind of like yeah. that? She has, she, there's spaces she can, you know, you rent a, a shelf and you can make pots at your own, you know, and fire them. I see. For, oh, okay. Pay for space in the kiln. She also does uh, events like, uh, like when at school. Okay. Day out, you know. Yeah. Instead of. Finding a babysitter, drop the kids off at oh, it's her like place. Oh, like a day camp type. In thing. a way, yeah. yeah on, uh, so, and then in the summer, they have a bunch of events at the art factory. Okay. And uh, so, and and I was talking to her, and she was saying, and that's another thing about running an event like that, then your art starts to fall. Mm. You don't have time to make yeah. your art because yeah. i heard this from an, another artist years ago he said I, I don't get to make my own art because i'm I got, i'm doing this yeah to do to pay the bills yeah. you know and these people take up all my time suck it up like a sponge yeah. no yeah very yeah. soon I, I can't even make a cup yeah until it's almost cup season and i gotta make a hundred because i'm committed to make a hundred right so then it's just like Go hide in the corner, make you hundred, yeah. and then you got to go back and start doing your people. And see, then it's changed. You're I can no relate to that. Doing hundred percent, man. Your love, yeah. I can relate to that because let me tell you, like, and I don't mean this. I'm just it's the way it is. I can I do my niche is uh, logo design. That's really where I can tighten the screws, and I have a certain when I when I'm left just like with you with a, a your designs. Mm-hmm. 
you can tell when I did one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it was mine. And if and, and then when, when I point them out to people, they're like, oh, I see that you have a specific way that you do it. Yeah. But do I particularly me get to do them anymore? No, because I'm, you know, I'm doing all the time sucks, you know, like the email and the communicating and the project planning and the brainstorming. So I'm directing other mm-hmm. people. So when I get to do something, it's usually I have to find a way to do it. So it's like, well, if I'm going to do this project, I'm going to have to do it after hours, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. then that, no one's around. No one's around. And, and losing your sleep time. Yeah, I got to sink it in to give it, muster up that passion at that particular time, which and may then, not even be the right time. Yeah, there you go. Because that's an animal, Everybody man. has that, that too. thing. Some days they go, you making pots and going, yeah, yeah. today. I don't feel like it. Yeah, because that's a because that's, it's part of my energy. You yeah, know, it's it's not just I walk out there and make pots, then yeah, I go turn it in on, that turn house. it off. Yeah, well, that's like I, me with writing. I write a lot, and you know, I, I can give you an example. This show, like if I'm writing for a client or I'm writing for this show, that language is two different things. When I write for this show, I write, pull it out of my heart. Mm. When I write for a client. It has to sound like I pulled it out of my heart. <laughs> that's two different types that's of things. That's another way of, yeah, that, that And so I go, that's well, hurtful. it is, it can be because you yeah. have to dig. You got to cheat. That's right. You got to cheat. What I tell somebody the other day is that when it comes to that kind of writing, that kind of creative writing for a client, what I end up having to do is going into my, what I call my store my heart where i have all that creative stuff mm-hmm. but i gotta go rob from it to do this task uh, yeah. <laughs> you know and then when it's time for me to to really have that to pour my actual heart into something that is um just for the heart mm-hmm. i've already taken resources yeah. out of there yeah. and i have to have to let that pull back up uh, isn't yeah. that weird man do you ever yeah. you feel like that yeah. with stuff too yeah creatives are different folks man I think it's yeah. a rare thing. It's a hard thing to be in both worlds sometimes. I mean, I've talked about it again at length, but like I think that uh, the co- tying commerce to art is difficult. Time, commerce. Yeah, t- tying them together. Oh, 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 uh, oh, oh. When, when you put money on art. Yeah. Um, and it's about when it becomes about you know getting your bread mm-hmm. and your shelter mm-hmm. then art is it changes it it yeah. does something to the creator but but sometimes you get that lucky chance you get that you get that floor to lead that everybody wants <laughs> yeah speaking of you know yeah and yeah then, and then does great yeah but not everybody gets that floor to lead you no know? they tried to do the crab but it didn't go right it wasn't the same as the you know, yeah, that's a phenomenal. You know, I when we've had teammates here, that's one of the things I have to do as my role is to be sort of the uh, the motivator because the when you hire creative people to do commercial work, those people you're hiring, especially if they're younger, they probably have never done a really big bulk of commercial work for a long period of time. They're not prepared a lot of times for what's about to happen to their creative engine Mm. because it's going to tax it yeah and so a lot if a client you do get a young creative and they're like i'm I'm pouring their heart on the work and and it's looking really great but the client just goes i don't like that Mm -hmm. then they got to throw that out it's not going to see the light of day Mm -hmm. for a young creative that can be just defeating life changing yeah so my role has been to you know Tell them, recognize their creativity during those times. And that's maybe not always a value, but it's to say, hey, 
I understand this that we're doing commercial work and I've done enough creative work to where hopefully you respect what I've done and I can look at your young work and say, good job. That is great, and I'm sorry that this happened to you, but it is Save that. That's that's yeah. portfolio yeah, proof. Exactly. Yeah. We we think it's we know you have talent, we know you're creative, you did good work, mm-hmm. even if this isn't recognized in the commercial realm. But again, you gotta please the customer. Yeah. So that's, that's where, a t- but that's a tough little that's, that's a that's that fine line where it's a dance though, man. I, I, I just whenever I get soft again, and somebody goes, "Yeah, will you make this for me?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah." And then they do the same thing, and I go, "Bam! Why did I do that again?" Yeah, that hurts so bad. I even thought about that. We were talking about doing another order with you, and I told my wife, "I said, you know what? I think this time, if we win, if we do this, mm-hmm. I'd rather just say, you know what? Like, don't even put our logo on it, mm-hmm. and just." I love you, logo. Include, include some orange, but make it whatever. Like, uh-huh. if, if you say, hey, I want some of these to be blue, but make sure there's always a splash of orange. Like how you did with this thumb thing, how yeah. you added that in uh-huh. there, and you melted what you... you that's glass. Glass, glass right? yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's such a cool little touch, and yeah. just go, you know what? Let you do what you're describing. Like, go, mm-hmm. just do... You do you on this. Well, you, but your logo is so strong. It's so nice. It looks good on the pot technically you know people know it's ours yeah you can't miss it i like that i really do people know what it is i don't know just let you just go a little more like you know freedom yeah because i mean it sounds like to me it's sitting and talking with you that's that's the way to go if you want to get good like you want a real Mm -hmm. piece of art that's that's yeah yeah but there's there's oh yeah i've got i've just the first thing that comes to my mind is i could put that right here yeah that way it's because when you do that yeah, they ain't looking at that. It's on the bottom. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole time, it's just like this. You go, man, that is fine. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Who are you sitting across from watching mm-hmm. drinking? Well, what's that on the bottom there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, who's all? Yeah, you never really think about that. I've, I've actually done that to several people. Really? Yeah. And then I put it on the inside, too. That's pretty Made cool. Made it small to where once you was finished, it was right there. Yeah. That's George Orr. Look him up. The Mad Potter. The Mad Potter. Belongs. I am going to look him up. I've He's never super even, cool. I love that name. He has, in, he has influenced me big time. Is he still living? No, no, no. Huh? He died in like 19... Oh, because you said it 19, was the 1800s or something. Yeah. He was born. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 1920-something. Wow. And his work was like phenomenal. And at the time, it was like nobody thought pottery was art. You must be crazy. Utility. <laughs> yeah. And his work was art. It's now in the Smithsonian. It's really? It's in New Orleans uh, Museum of Art. There's several pieces. He has his own place in Biloxi. It's the George Orr. It's like the first museum that was like for ceramics. Okay? Yeah. As in most, most of the time, it's just they show up to museums okay it's always all about these big old art pieces you know yeah his was it's all about george or do you see any young people coming up in the community in the art scene that yes. you're going hey i got i yeah. see they got some talent yeah. there. yes yes yeah yes i, I went to the magnesis uh oh the show, show. at 1911 right or, or at magnese at the magnese yeah oh, okay and it was it was good to see new people mm-hmm. doing 
and they were being free spirits and making making art yeah I was actually impressed. I don't know if it was McNeese now that I think about it, but at 1911, they had a uh, pottery and sculpture show. And I think it was McNeese. There was some pretty incredible stuff there. It was all on the bottom floor when you first walk okay. in. But I was kind of blown away by some of it's the pieces good. I saw. I was like, man, that's really boundary-pushing mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that I had never seen. Yeah. And I mean, I guess those are all local students, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Some instructors, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there? Is there a... Um, <laughs> Is there sort of like a, a fellowship of the ring, so to speak, when it comes to pottery, though? Kind of, sort of. There is. There's this a group of us that kind of always talk about getting together, but we never do until the for the Salvation Army Empty Bowl event. Oh, yeah. They, they utilize us to make bowls. Okay. So we're talking. So that's not just you, then? No way. I thought it was just you no, doing that. No, no, okay. no, no. Miss George Ann Benoit, which was one of the three oh, of yeah. that, okay. that brought me in, she was the first one the first year, and she made like 300, and it liked to killed her, she said. 300 bowls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man, that's bowls. Great. So the second year, she asked me to help her, so I made half. I made 154, and she did some. And then then they brought started bringing in more artists. So, so then it increased the quantities. So 600, 700, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so then we just brought in more people, I see. which was good because then I didn't have to make but a hundred yeah. or eighty or you know yeah cuts down the the load. makes it easy you know and still contributed yeah versus like she made three hundred and that's a lot for somebody she was an elderly lady already mm-hmm. you know yeah it so, sounds like a lot I mean yeah. three hundred of anything I messed <laughs> yeah. up three hundred envelopes yeah. and I'm burned out so I mean you know <laughs> yeah. don't want to lick them either <laughs> no. don't lick them. Yeah, so, that's yeah, wild. yeah. So we we always end up going to the event, and we always talk about, man, we ought to have a. And then the next year, we hey guys, good to see you again. That's been a whole year because time flies. Yeah, it's gone. And then we're making pots for the Salvation Army again. So that's become sort of like y'all's uh, kind of like the only time we get to meet and greet. Yeah, well, it's not such a bad thing it's to not meet terrible. and greet around. Yeah, yeah, if you got to have something to do, yeah. especially there because the food's good. Yeah, you know? but y'all don't make them all. Y'all, y'all don't make them together. Y'all make them in your own oh, yeah. studios totally, or what have you. Totally separate. Yeah. yeah, just show up. They come and pick them up. Call it. Yeah, good. maybe y'all should time and get together like around we, we that. We kind of yeah. talked about it, but we all, everybody has different lives. Yeah, no, I and know. so busy and yeah, and we are most most of us do make art. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's good. Yeah, so don't. If it's working, don't fix it. Yeah. You know, don't break it. Yeah. Don't break the... If it, it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. That's the <laughs> right. other way. Trying to, trying to say it right. Well, you even said that about some of your pottery. If, I, if it breaks, I don't fix it. I try to just, you know... <laughs> yeah. You go on or... Make another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done any work where um, you've been invited to go to a, a class or something and, and do a presentation to some students? Actually, or? yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, F.K. White, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm, I forget the other school, but yeah, I did it several times over there. It was it was fun. The principal yeah. come down there. Ooh, uh, we were taking pictures. And, you yeah, know, we had fun. Yeah, I wondered. I mean, is that do you ever get a bug like that where you think you know I could probably be an instructor? I say no, no, not in you. No, I don't. No, no, no. Because I've actually have 
have tried to teach a couple times. Yeah. And and it's like, uh, well, here, here's the perfect scenario. It was at one of the downtown events, and I was set up, and I was making pots, and this little boy sat in front of me for two hours. You and the tell. mama was giving me money at the end going, I'd never seen him not move, not talk. For wow. two hours. Well, that's pretty incredible, man. So I'm thinking, this is cool. Yeah, that's cool. She goes, it is. He wants to take classes. I said, bring it on. And I, and I, I said, I, I said, twenty five dollars an hour. I didn't think that's terrible price. No, God, I mean, no. I don't think so. Either. So she did it twice, and she didn't come back the third time. And I called her. And she goes, we just can't afford it. I said, look, you just come for free because the kid wanted it, you know, at first. Yeah. But after that second one, the kid just—it wasn't technically. It wasn't the money. Yeah, he fell us because I said, "Look, just come for free." Yeah, I'll do it for free because I want the boy. Yeah, you, but he really—he was just watching was one thing, but doing's a different. But actually putting his hands on it, it, it turned out to where. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a little I have sad. A lot of those. Really. Yeah, yeah. But then maybe in the future something will spark in him again. He might yeah. find that. The little ladies in the corner doing something different. They you're might right. be blacksmithers, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're right. It might have been just something about be watching someone make something, right? Yeah. I mean, I find that. I learn is... a lot by oh, watching. Man. Some people yeah. have to read. Uh, I watch you, I can do it. I, I agree. I think there's something uh, pro- primitive about watching somebody create something. I mean, when you watch somebody do things especially once they've developed that over time and they've got kind of their own way of mm. doing it they, they've changed it that's just beautiful man you know, well e- even as simple as how it's made on the discovery or whatever yeah. channel yeah i can watch all of that drives my wife crazy <laughs> totally uh, i'm the same way I yes like that. i can yeah. just because i just love to see how things are made yeah and and because this is how i do this Mm-hmm. You know, and it's how it's made, you know. Well, man, I mean, there's something the ele- elemental about it. I was years ago, um, I was filming, I believe it was at Arts and Crabs Festival, and there was a guy there doing glass blowing. Mm. And uh, he only came that one year. Yeah. And, uh, I filmed him more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was the fire, man, and the heat and the watching him shape stuff. Well, I was excited the next year I went to film it and I was going, oh, maybe that guy will be there because I was really just mm-hmm. mesmerized. Well, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Fast forward five or six years, I was getting a, a, something at AutoZone and I looking at this guy behind the counter and he I think he might have saw something I had I was wearing or something and he was like, that's cool, man. And I was like, dude, you look familiar. And I was like, are you an artist or something? He goes, well, I used to do glass blowing. And I was like, yeah, you're that guy from Arts and Crabs. And we stood there at the counter and talked about art and Mm -hmm. glass blowing and making. And he he was a lot like you. It was just Mm -hmm. like you could tell. He he totally lit up, man. Mm -hmm. It was like he got out of the auto parts world and just like (laughs) was in art world. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I do it, but it's hard to make it. It's hard money. And it made me sad, man. I mean, like Mm -hmm. I, I wish I could remember the guy's name. But I mean, I was going, dude, you could see his whole like energy change mm-hmm. and i thought man i just carried around that around with me for a few days how it was good to talk to him but on the flip side it kind of made me feel a little almost yep. depressed a little bit you know well or more grounded because it's it's tough doing what you do being an artist you're an artist yeah 
you know, it's tough. It's made me sad seeing somebody who has that and then, you know, and it has to be sort of just for survival purposes, you just got to lay it down, you know? Yeah. And that's all. Well, sometimes thing. they don't lay it down. Sometimes they just, like me, just do it in in the middle of yeah, the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fit it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I right, do it right. when no one's around and yeah, I do my best work, you know, no music, no nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I kind of brought him up, too, I guess, too. I derailed my own thinking. I was just thinking about watching you make something and watching him and the relation. The feeling I get is because of the materials, there's something elemental about it. And I think that's fascinating to people to because really we're really cut off from that in the world. I mean, everything's sort of like we said, manufactured. Uh-huh. You're touching everything in here i mean you mm-hmm. look at it for the bulk of it, it's all made by machines yep. and it's coming off an assembly line and that's the bulk of what we do we drive around in vehicles yep. that are made that way made far away yeah and so we don't have like that touchstone all the time mm-hmm. and i say we generally yeah but when you encounter someone like you or this guy blowing glass or maybe a blacksmith mm-hmm. it mesmerizes us because i think it brings somewhere on a cellular level right. it goes oh elements where it came from elements and then i mean for me i go I'm elements, and I yeah. just feel like humans get connected to that raw yeah. stuff, man. It draws you in. Yeah. Like even baking bread. Yeah, right. No, exactly, dude. You know, yes. because that, yes. that is like art. Yeah. That's art. That's exciting to hear you say yeah, we're that. We're not yeah. talking sandwiches at McDonald's, you know. Yeah. We're talking where they get, yeah. they get the big kiln, you know, the oven, and uh-huh. they, that, that There's is something special there. about that. You're right. Some of my best I'm, memories, I'm, I'm man. I want to make one. I want to make a a, a pit for cooking pizzas yeah. in, and you know, yeah. it's all made out of my material that I have. Oh yeah, I could too. I I could go home and do it if I would just go do it. Yeah, yeah. But I got to go make some, put some handles on some mugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I do. That's right. You know, that's right. I'm still still focused on this. I haven't like okay. I'm gonna jump to baking bread. Yeah. But I have thought about it, you know. Well, that's like the the knife shop here in Sulphur. Yeah. You know, I mean, you go over there and you go in the back. I mean, they're kind of a cool fusion of yeah. modern technology and also like the old way of doing mm-hmm. things. Because, you, you know, you get the young generation. This, his son's designing some of the, des- on. the patterns on CAD and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he's taking that and doing some of the traditional methods or leather working and stuff. And I was like, yeah. man, it's a pretty cool yeah. fusion of old and new. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And, you, and it's... It was a piece of metal and a piece of leather and and some bone. Yeah. And it comes out. Now it's in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. That's what I love about well, it. Well, there you yeah. go. There again. Uh, it gets back to having an object. You know, I have one of their pocket knives. Oh, one of the... Okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. But what it is, you know, what? why is this special? It's just a pocket knife. They, there's a bunch of them. I but had one like it. Yeah. When my dad passed away, I was driving home uh, the day I'd stay with my mom. And... Um, it was the day after his funeral, and I stayed with my mom that night, and I was driving home, and I was just kind of exhausted, man. You know, your mind's just kind of mm. been run through the ringer. You know, all your emotions have just been drained out over a seven-day period or whatever. And I was driving by there, and I was like, you know what? I gave my uncle that same day. My uncle came to check on us, and I had a pocket knife at my dad's, and he was my dad's. I say my uncle. He was a cousin, but we called him an uncle. Mm. Grew up with my dad, and I said, you know, I want you to have something. So I gave him my, one of my dad's pocket knives that I've been carrying. Mm. And he was, like, really thankful. And mm-hmm. I was like, and, my, and it was weird. It was like you said about those mugs. I'd had that pocket knife in my dad's for so long. I was, like, kind of hard to part with, but I felt like it was given, like, it was almost like a, 
It was the right thing something to do. sacred, you know, yeah. happening. So I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. When I was driving home and I was driving by Smith and Sons and I just had this bug and I said, you know what? I'm going to stop in there and kind of buy, make this a moment. So I yeah. bought this to remember. So, I mean, I, it's not that it's, it's my a, favorite pocket knife, but it good, is because it's a it's really good one. Good knife, carbon yeah. steel, you yeah. know, leather. And I go, you know, there's something special about it because mm-hmm. I think of it as the knife, the last knife my dad Mm-hmm. gave me yeah. you know and yeah. I'll get to pass this on now, the way they make things over there there's quality mm-hmm. something passed on you know mm-hmm. hopefully yep. they'll care you know yeah. whoever gets it'll care you yeah. know and I'm happy I know it. this episode's Help Fishing for Goodies Fishbowl sponsor is Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center in Sulphur, Louisiana. I don't know what you look for when you travel, but one of the things I look for when I'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city I'm traveling to. I do this almost every time I go to a new city, but if I'm being honest, I'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in Sulphur, Louisiana. That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, let's take that dive in the fishbowl. Well, look, man, there's a part of the show, if you've listened to it, where we go in this fishbowl right yeah, here. Yeah, that's the scary part. That's, that's everybody, part. it's not scary. It's going to be yeah. fun, man. All right, all right. But you get to draw three cards or questions or whatever oh. and so i'll tell you give you a little sneak peek of what's in there there's some really big cards and those are would you rather cards oh. so you get two choices but there's all kinds of stuff in there so just grab something. just grab something oh i got that you got one there you go I got one. and i'm gonna get a small one again oh, i like the small ones okay have you Ever had something snowball out of control? If so, what? Snowball? Wow. Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah. Well, hmm. I don't know. What about pottery? You ever had a project that you like started on and you were like, oh man, this has just got a life of its own now? 
In a good way? In a good way. Okay. Or, yeah, in a good okay, way. Okay, well, in good ways, yeah. I've had good ways. I, I reckon bad, too. Like that scenario earlier about making two sets. Oh, yeah. Of the same, you know? So, uh, so if what, that, you know, that'd be the worst case. Best case is where uh, whenever they were needing some uh, art for the dedication for... Uh, 210 went the that lieutenant oh okay yeah did that you did project i did an that? art i did an art piece for them and it was it was way personal i wasn't in in the wars but i actually i made it look like uh, um where bombs had been dropped yeah on a platter oh wow know? like threw stuff at it and planted stuff in it you know and yeah it, and it looked like you could have took a battlefield and you know uh, and some people go well that's that's kind of cruel and wrong because you know he died i go well but it's a reminder of the sacrifice yeah. yeah so so that was a project it was a you- really good yeah and they they had asked me to do it you know and they they auctioned it off or whatever they oh, did okay. i don't know yeah, so, and so that's one of those times where like the emotion it was good. got wrapped I, up in yeah, it. Yeah, I was able to just do anything, and that's when that's a if we want to. Yeah, because I think you can say snowballs out of control. You can take that as a negative thing. Sometimes yeah. you can smoke snowball into a good thing. Yeah, well, yeah, because the first one I said was out of control, but technically I sold both. Yeah, somebody bought them. The first set, they technically somebody else bought them, and so I, I was, if anything doubled the richer yeah but anyway so we'll yeah. see i get that i get that man i've had projects where i it starts off as a good thing and i guess mm-hmm. from that perspective snowballing i go oh my gosh mm-hmm. how, how can i never can't get my foot out of this project it's yeah. never going to end yeah. it's not going good and it just feels like it keeps coming back okay well yeah. I've, I've recently had about a year ago i i made a, a this person asked me to make him a bonsai pot mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Wanted it shaped like this. And, and actually, I was making it at this event. And so I made it. It died. The tree? The pots. Oh. The pots. I'm oh. talking about a pot. I'm oh. still making a pot. Okay. Okay. The, the, it kept breaking. So I made another one. It kept breaking. Oh. To me, that's snowballing, man. <laughs> yeah. It's killing me. Yeah. I finally get it. I finally finished it. I called the number. The the card that he gave me mm-hmm. oh this ain't him i, I don't i didn't order no <laughs> uh, so on top of the fact i still uh, so just, now i have a bonsai plant pot not plant but pot yeah at the house waiting for this guy that p- paid me half of it man you know it's like that was just cool it was terrible because i kept making it and it kept dying. Don't you just... That's And it's like, oh, man, that was so close. No, I've been upside down on things and like that. Then, it just doesn't go then, right. Yeah. And then he didn't show. He didn't. It's like, where is he? Yeah, it doesn't he's even... Houston, guys. He's from Houston. <laughs> I called the number, and the guy was totally not the guy. Because he had like a, a Latin voice, the one that got it, you know? Yeah. Ordered it. But the other was just, you know... Not. Oh man! So like uh, weird. That's that's that that's painful when <laughs> that, that happens. That was weird. It's like I tried so hard. Well, it it could jade you, right? And yeah. You go, I ain't doing this anymore. Or, and you know, and you it, could... that is another. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, here's another. What is something you'd like to grow instead of buying? <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got some plans for some of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, hemp is legal to grow in some states. Yes, it is. And uh, I actually own some land yeah. in one of them states. Oh, really? And it's actually been on on the on the mind. Yeah, it should be. So, I mean, CBD oil is uh-huh. really taking off. I mean, people are finally starting to yep. use it. I mean, well, I've used it for yep. headaches and, and joint pain and stuff before. So, yeah, that technically is has really been uh, thrashed around. Yeah. I could see, I could see that. Well, I mean, that's where it's headed. Because otherwise, you got to buy it, right? You know, and it's not cheap, and 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 it serves good purpose. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's helped a lot of people, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not hearing any, you don't hear anything bad yeah. about it. Yeah, the hemp. Yeah. No, I mean that, that's you know you hear these stories sometimes online about it where in some state I mean even like our state where somebody's driving through with like a five gallon bucket of CBD oil and then they are, they arrest them and confiscate it not even realizing what the yeah the, you're not understanding you know mm-hmm. what they're doing and I mean CBD oil is uh I don't know I know when I was taking it I saw a different my blood pressure went down my uh, headaches kind of just dropped out Come on. yeah yeah. Yeah, it was a help. I mean, it really was because I was getting stress headaches mm-hmm. just from just stress at work, yeah. man, deadlines and stuff. And I was like, man, I am just can't beat these things. And man. it's it's not it's not from the from the other plant, right? What they say it's, it's hemp uh, is not marijuana. Marijuana is not. It's yeah, right. it's it's a cousin. But you can get CBD that is from marijuana. Yeah, it's just no the THC in the hemp plant. That's right. It's like point oh three. Yeah, him, so, him mean, got a bad rap, man. When they it, started, uh, it got, I mean, there's so many values to oh, that. Yeah. I mean, you know, building Everybody materials and rope. Paper. Yeah, rope. I mean, clothes. It, right. And nobody, even that's not even talked about. But no. people wear them and well, tow got, the ropes all the time. It got demonized because it has, a, it's a look-alike, you know, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man, that's cool. Well, yep. that's a so, good answer so to that. That's a yep. good uh, that relevant is, question. Yeah, that worked out good. Okay. Uh, would y'all rather host a foreign exchange student for a year or be an exchange student? Ooh, ooh, ooh I'd rather be an exchange student. Yeah, That'd be more fun. I agree. Because I got a, a friend at work that's a guy foreign thing. But she's totally enjoying having a foreign exchange student. Yeah. Because it's, you know, kind of helped her to see like another person's world. Oh, sure. I bet. Views, you know. Yeah. But uh, not enough Americans go elsewhere. Right. Yeah, no, More I More people come here. Well, when you don't travel, or even if you don't, I mean, I say travel literally, physically, but if you don't travel even in your mind or your interest, if mm-hmm. you don't make an attempt to even see what another person's world mm-hmm. is like or, or what or, their or, culture is like or anything. Or just the world. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, a lot we, of people never left suffer and died. Yeah, right. Born right. here, died, didn't do nothing. You know, if they'd have joined the Marines, they might have at least had to have. You know. Yeah. But they, you know, that's come up a few times on this show. You know how I've had lots of conversations with soldiers who will reenlist after they come home mm-hmm. because they don't. They, there's an imprint that's just so different. Trapped. 
Yeah, they say, here. you know, uh, people are living in sort of a delusion out yeah. here. They're not seeing what's going on out in the world, mm-hmm. and they can't, they can't stomach it, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, you hear that a lot from even people who volunteer in other countries yeah. and things like that. You really, yeah, they, they, like it, it changes them. Yeah. You know, you get back here, and you're like, what are we doing? Why are we going to McDonald's every day? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Well, no, it's true. I mean, I've had this. This has come up on here a lot with different people. I mean, I think there's just a, a definite sentiment amongst people. They want people want to change. I really think they want to change and change their habits, and they want to care about people more, and they want to engage the world differently. They want to buy differently, mm-hmm. but but they don't want to leave their the little, comfort. little family thing. They're little right here. I want to stay right here. Yeah. My I ain't going to move nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Or go see anything different anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's hard. And, in, and then what happens is a tribe forms, I think, after a while. You know, you get this You're sort stuck of... stuck here. Yeah. You get a tribal mentality. You got to do what the tribe does. You believe what the tribe does. And mm-hmm. I think that's a real danger. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong in, in having an identity that's surrounded around a culture mm-hmm. uh, at all. I think it's good to celebrate culture and diversity in culture. But at the same time tribal mentality is just a little different it's like um, almost cult-like yeah well that's like whenever there's uh like a riot riot mentality yeah it's another same thing yeah like mobs you you wouldn't be a mob person on a normal day but in that moment get caught up in it you your brain just turns into that tribal yeah back yeah you do things that you wouldn't have never done yeah, it does. Happens. Mass hysteria, it's, it's all that real, type of stuff. It's a, a real it's thing. written. Yeah. So. No, I think I'm like you. I think I'd probably, I'd probably do one or the yeah. other, but I do wish I'd traveled more when I yeah. was younger. Yeah. But we're still not dead. No, no. <laughs> chances are still chances of going somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I seen a video or something saying that uh, we can always make more money, but you can't always travel. Yeah. So, well, a lot of people are just, encouraging that too. To instead of buying more out. stuff, buy experiences for yeah, yourself. Bust you know? out of here, take a trip. Yeah, even I like little road Austin. trips. Yeah, just little day trips. Yeah. Even I mean, I'm a, I like doing that. Yeah, I know the, the lieutenant governor is pushing uh, staycations right mm-hmm. now. You know, and I think those that's a good idea yeah. to go see the state yeah. that you oh, live we, in. I mean, when me and my wife got first got together, we we went to Broke Bridge all the time, New Orleans all the time. Yeah. Now there's no time. Well, you know, Why? I went. My son we had a color guard um, competition down in Thibodeau. And, you know, I went down there. I love going to old cemeteries. It's one of my favorite things to do. And we got down to Thibodeau, and my niece went with me. And there was a lot of downtime. We were going to be there, like, I mean, 17 hours. And I was like... Okay, we got a big, we got five hours of nothing. We don't know, you know. Uh And I was like, what do you want to go do? I said, well, you know what? Let's just get on our phone and find um, old churches and old cemeteries. We found a bunch. We spent the rest of the whole day Mm -hmm. looking at old statues and tombstones Mm -hmm. and reading epitaphs. Mm -hmm. What a good day. That we drive by. Right here, all yeah. the time. I mean, what a good day it was. I mean, mm-hmm. she said it was a, one of the best days she'd ever had. I said, well, yeah, we so touched cool. history, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to go back in time, mm-hmm. let your mind wander. I don't know. It was just cool. And I thought, you know, it's a place I probably wouldn't have just picked yeah. to yeah. go. But, I mean, you, you can find something everywhere. Tricked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, this has been a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. I was scared to death. and 
Now, we've been talking for two hours, bro. Holy moly. That's, yeah. I think a lot of people get in here. I've, I've heard everybody say it's a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just a conversation. Yeah. And I, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, been years since we've been. Well, yeah. Since we talked. and I remember, uh, I just remember you coming in the video store, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> As, <laughs> you were a regular customer of dad's yeah. for a long time. I was in high school. Well, <laughs> you can't. Flick anymore. You don't no, have VHS is dead. Is man. Gone. The heck, the CDs are gone. You can't even buy a CD player hardly. No. You got to get a. Well, I don't even like know. A plug, like an external drive. Yeah. Well, even like on our computers, our design computers, they don't have drives. They don't, don't even have drives in the no. new ones. No, I just got a new you, one you recently. It has nothing. It's you just a uh, plug in. You got the plug in things. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's wild, man, how things have changed. Moving but the forward. video store was a good I, – I think of those days fondly because there are people that uh, – I just now I'm finally starting to realize how many people were flowing through that mm-hmm. place. That I, I You had to I, see them twice a day. Just oh, yeah, twice. that's right. You were gonna cut, You bring it, and you're going to come back yeah, with it. Yeah, and, and then might just do it another night. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because that mean, was your only entertainment, even though the 100 channels were – that's right. enough <laughs> it was different though it was a cool time man yeah it was a cool time and, you, and I, it's weird how you can feel like you know people um just from working somewhere even when you don't like yeah. i knew your name i knew your face mm. and i mean you seem yes, even though i didn't I know a lot about you yeah. you know i just know you, you feel yeah. like you know that person because mm-hmm. you're taking down their information every mm-hmm. time they rent so yeah. uh yeah well, this was really fun man i'm actually glad that you came in you know i've been wanting to get yeah. you for a while. Yeah, the scary part is going home now. Oh, yeah. Got across the bridge at five. Oh, and you live in Lake Charles. Charles, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and the president's in town. So it's not... Uh, so, but maybe he's gone by now. I think he's supposed to fly out at 4.30. That's what I saw on his is itinerary. It, is, it, is it 4.30? I think it's probably... Yeah, it's it's 4.30 right now. Okay, good. Yeah. He's already over the he's bridge. Already so over now, the, I hope we hope. So now I can... Uh, take it yeah they had everything kind of shutting down i know we went to lunch today and it was kind of shutting down i actually forgot he i live right out there on 27 where Uh they were going i was lucky you get to work because it was closed yeah well my wife was going home Mm -hmm. and she said oh i don't know how i'm gonna get home Mm -hmm. (laughs) i got this whole thing go to shoe peak that's what i told her so go to shoe peak and take the back way because it connects right to our okay yeah but yeah you can't take 27 Mm -hmm. i don't know what it looks like right now though Well, I'll tell you, the bridges, to me, they're not so bad as long as there's no wrecks. That is the kicker. Yeah, that is. it's when there's a wreck. And a lot of those wrecks, man, I mean, mm. I don't know, but I think some of it's just, there. here's the two things. Well, we're never, we, this is my two things. You people following each other too close. Way too close. And looking at their phones. Looking at the phones. And if you could stop doing those two say. things, I try to leave three cars between I, me and the I other person. I do my best, but then all of a sudden, Mr. Friendly, not so jumps in, jumps that, in spot, that spot in my that. safe zone so then i gotta pull back a little more yep. and every time i have to pull back i go somebody somebody's gonna you. hit yeah. so you don't want to really give them a full yeah so then you're taking your chance of, yeah. of rear ending i thought about getting me some stickers made for the back glass of my vehicle <laughs> that says one pointing to the left that says can i cut in with a smiley face <laughs> and on the other one saying I'm going to leave some room so you can cut in <laughs> in the other side of my truck, man. <laughs> just to go, look, I got it covered. You uh-huh. just, can you just let me in? I'll let you uh-huh. in. Well, yeah, it's a little good. Have them take. light up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you need them. I've been, when I've been going to Lake Charles lately, what I've been doing from Sulphur, and it, 
I don't really like to get stuck. I can I don't mind if it takes me a longer time in traffic. Yeah. I just don't like being stuck. And so what I've been doing is hitting uh, uh, post. Uh, what is that? Old yeah. Spanish Trail Old turns Spanish into Sulphur Avenue, yeah. going all the way to Westlake that mm-hmm. way, and then just looping over. Boy, that's that's just as long. It is just as long, but I'm not I mean, uh, stopping like as much. You maybe just don't feel like it. Is. Yeah, and don't feel we got like it. That's right. On the train, the first time and only. But oh, I done that. We got stuck the West train. train. That, that train, Westlake. yeah, that train will back the whole. Yeah. And then we were sitting there and sitting there. Yeah. So that train was an extra forty-five minutes because yeah. it was so slow. Then it was three cars from being clear. And it stopped. Mm. And I'm thinking bridge. We need a bridge. Yeah, man. To go over this. We've been bridge. needing that a long time because even before Forever. our traffic problems, Wesley's I mean, been like it's that. Not, it's not fair to the ambulance people, you know, no, or anybody people that's having a heart <laughs> attack. Right. Yeah, well, you can't get where you, you need to get, get. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Westlake's kind of in a weird situation because it's not Westlake. Kind of doesn't have a lot of those amenities mm-hmm. that you have to go to another community. Yeah, go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Westlake is a refinery now, though, in my opinion. I mean, it's all it's crazy. Yeah. It's changed. I don't know. I uh, we we go. To, I go to Lake Charles once or twice a week, but uh, I try to go at certain times. You yeah. know. Well, I get off at two thirty, and I normally fly like a bat straight. So you made I a just, big sacrifice coming over here today. Not to say that, but since you no, brought it up, you did, man. You did. <laughs> when we started this show, I was worried because I thought as soon as that starts that bridge starts we're gonna have trouble getting people to come in here and so what i think you know and sometimes it's like well how do i work with the guest time frame mm-hmm. and some people say well i can come in the afternoon but mm-hmm. if they're in lake charles we got the bridge problem yeah so the mornings have turned out better yeah but well, not a lot of people can come well in the morning. but you're all your morning sessions i couldn't have come yeah yeah because the only day off is friday every other friday so yeah Oh. Well, I'm doing some roundtables, like I told you. So if uh, if you ever want to come back and do a roundtable with some mm. other folks in the room. Give me a call. Yeah. I, I'm not so scared, maybe. I this might. wasn't that bad. Oh, it wasn't bad at no, all. Since, man. since it's just you and me. Just you and me. I don't need nobody else here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I actually quite enjoy it, man. I'll be honest. I yeah. have, I've really uh, gotten a lot out of visiting with people. Yeah. I mean, I've learned so much. and. Uh-huh. I don't know. Every time I, I go back and I get to reflect on everything we talked about, and I, I learn stuff about myself that I don't know. The way and you're then, talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start the little memories pop up. It's kind of nice. Yeah. How do people? Uh, I mean, you may not want people like going, "Hey, Rex, I want some pots," but like, how hey, do people get in touch with you, man? Like to, they, I'm I'm everywhere. Go I'm, Facebook. I'm there. Yeah. I'm at Stellar Beans. My pots are there. You just take one off the shelf and pay for it at the register. I'll get my money. There you go. Uh, give me a call. So go to Stellar Bean, go to drink, Stellar get a Bean. coffee, tea, but make sure you buy a T Rex mug what? of your very own. There you go. And don't sell it at a thrift store because <laughs> it's going to find its way it's back <laughs> to Rex. That uh, would be always good. That's pretty wild, man. Well, thanks for coming. All right. Thank you very much. I love you just. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find the Good News. If you would like to advertise on this show or sponsor an episode, just visit findthegood.news. Send me a message and we'll see about getting your business, organization, service, product, or event on the show. I deeply thank each of you again for supporting this podcast.